You're listening to the Heat Ratio Podcast, brought to you by the Heat Ratio Sports Network. This show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level. Whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda, everything is fair game. Remember, everyone has an opinion, but only few can back it up. Now sit back, crank up the volume, and if you think you can handle it, get ready for the heat. Ratio episode one thirty seven. Uh, not even coming in hot today. Just not, I, I just can't even come in hot. Let me just say, let me give you a quick rundown of the show, and then we're just we're just going to go right. We're going to blaze right from the beginning. Okay, we're going to talk a little Carson Wentz as always. And before everybody checks in and starts to say that we should talk about Carson, it's stagnant. Guess what? If you don't understand sports talk, then get off the show. Because the problem is, it's the, it, it, this is the objective right now. It's what's going on in this town. So that just means that you're not talking about, which means you're not an actual sports fan. So get lost. What if Jalen is better? We're going to talk about that. Is Doug Peterson a lame duck coach? Eagles versus Panther. Please tell me what is different between the Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. Tommy Bra- Tom Brady shake geek. Does this guy really like to shake hands? Is he like the biggest sore loser of all time? A Clay's on, on Fortune second ACL. Uh, Daryl Morey is a legend already with Sixers 360 flip. What are you thankful for in sports? A little hip-hop flashback with Snoop Dogg 27 years ago. But right off the bat, we have to talk about Eagles. And and this is all I'm going to say. I'm going to say a little two-minute thing, and I'm going to open it up to everybody because I'm going to put a challenge out there for everybody in Twitter land, everybody on Facebook, everybody, please tell me this, Okay. I'm going to give you, uh, these are statistics. These are, you know, people are using words like keyboard bullies and and, and and Twitter analysts. And I like all these people to think they know what the hell they're talking about, but they don't. They're quick to tell somebody else they don't know what they're talking about, but they don't actually know what they're talking about either. The last time I checked, there's only a few people that actually had the credentials to actually back up what they're saying. And they're not the people that are tweeting me. So. Next point. The Eagles, in my opinion, backed into a corner. Doug Cansar hurts because he's scared, even though Wentz needs to be benched. Because what happens if Carson is that bad? What happens if Jalen is that good? What happens if it works? They can't turn back. They're screwed. Let me just tell you something. 19th in passing yards, 15th in completions, 20th in touchdowns, first in picks, and ready for these two stats. And and these are where I'm going to challenge everybody in Twitter world, everybody on Facebook, every Philadelphia fan that's telling me Carson Wentz is still the guy. 58% completion rate. Worst in the NFL. 12% lower than Daniel friggin' Jones. 6.2 yards per attempt. Worst in the NFL. And before anybody says anything, I challenge everybody with one question. Please tell me why Carson Wentz Gives you the best chance to win right now. Explain it to me. I don't want to hear, oh, it's all offensive line. I don't want to hear any of the freaking excuses anymore. Tell me why he is the best 
reason for us to win football games because I'm going to tell you something right now. You three guys know it. Everybody listening know it. If you put out those stats, I don't care if it's Tom freaking Brady, they're getting benched. So why is Carson Wentz untouchable? And for parts on note, finally, Mikey Goose, at Mikey Goose, follow the guy. Mike, talk to me. What, am I crazy? What's going on here? <clears throat> So just just out of curiosity, what are you getting a lot of flack that this is like a, a Wentz bashing session? Oh, is that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, you know, you know, it's like, uh, oh, there was, there was two guys. There wasn't actually five guys there. There was two guys to say, like, all these guys are analysts. They have no clue. Zero. Well, look, I think my voice just speaks for the average, somewhat informed, emotional fan, right? That's kind of like the role that I play here. If anybody takes anything that I say seriously, they should get their head examined. That's number one, okay? Number two, if anybody is going to sit here and defend the play of this guy, I don't see any facts to back up why, like you said, why this, this guy should remain in any of the games outside of maybe one thing, which is completely shaking his confidence and maybe showing the rest of the team that they're not really behind this foundational guy that they probably sold the entire team on. Again, let's try to put ourselves in what's happening behind the scenes that we don't know. The entire team, rookies and all, have been told that this guy is the guy that's basically going to lead them. It's their leader. It's like a company taking out their CEO in the middle of it. So I have to sort of understand, for continuity purposes, that's probably why he doesn't want to do it. And I also may agree with what you just said, Tone, that what if he puts Hurts in and everybody's it's all saying Hurts now, right? Hurts or something, and the guy just flat out stinks. I mean, that would be totally our luck because this year has sucked so bad that that's probably what's going to happen or the guy's going to wind up getting injured or doing something stupid. And, you know, it's just it's like a perfect fitting. So I think Doug is saying probably looking at it from a measure of control, meaning that he feels that he can probably, I would say, control Carson to a certain extent, or maybe he really feels like he can get him back. But if you pull the guy, what kind of a message does that send to the rest of the team? No, you, no you're right. You're right. Maybe that's it. I, I get it. Hey, Al, checking in. What's up, Al? How you doing, buddy? We're going to get to that Sixer stuff a little later. Uh, Bill, just, let's take Bill's question. What's, what's up, Bill? Thanks for checking in. Thanks for watching. Again, high school football coach right here. This dude knows what he's talking about. Hey, Bill. So I, I, would I would love to have a conversation with him. And right now, he says, my big question, did Doug Peterson become a bad coach? In my opinion, if he has the right people in place, he won a Super Bowl against the best dynasty in NFL history. So is it Doug or is the front office or a combination? So, all right, I, I, know, I know Dave likes this question. Uh, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pivot right to you uh, because you've been on this for the last few weeks, for actually the last year. So, Dave, you can answer this question. It's right up your alley. I mean, listen, I, I think Bill is in line with everything that I've talked about. Front office first. It, it's a trickle-down effect. Tony, no one can argue with those stacks. He is playing horrendous. How could, how could any possible person defend the play of Carson Wentz at this You'd point? You'd be surprised. Right, well, I get it, but I still don't want him to be removed. Okay, I don't. And and here's here's a long shot of a of a reason why. why. Here's a long shot of a reason why. How about seeing if he can actually complete a season without getting hurt? How about something like that? Um, how about that everything around him still? And I know this is, you know, the same scenario week after week. It's it's all disheveled. Everything is disheveled. Nothing. Nothing is streamlined. It's all it's out of whack completely. 
Um, let, let me ask you a question. The play that was intercepted where Alshon Jeffrey missed the ball, didn't jump, was mm-hmm. there was a flag. How about, how about gave up or he's, yeah. he can't move because okay. he's a statue so, and he stinks? How about that? Every, don't don't forget about that. Everybody and their mother is blaming Carson Wentz for the throw. I'm, I watched the play. I watched the replay six times, and I'm all for bashing Wentz, guys. I am. I'm all for it. I don't think that was Wentz's fault. No, I don't either. But this is the product. This is the personnel on the field that he has. Now, listen, taking the sacks, not not throwing the ball out of bounds, uh, happy feet. I get, guys, there's no argument. Tony, you're nail on the head. The numbers don't lie in that scenario. Numbers don't lie, Dave. But it's Carson Wentz the closest thing you have to potentially having a Super Bowl franchise, yes or no? Right now, no. Who is? You, are you talking about, you're talking about quarterback-wise? Yeah. Quarterback. He's the quarterback. Is well, I guess, I, I, I guess he's probably he, the best thing that you have to go forward. But you're going to go forward with what? You bring up a bunch of interesting points, and I will say the last couple of weeks, the offensive line has been like Swiss cheese and turnstiles, so well, he can't really hold the ball that long because he doesn't have a second to even think. Mike, I, I love you brought that up because why isn't Maialata playing? Why is Jason Peters playing? Why, why aren't these kids that have proven that they can protect him playing? Jason Peters maybe played – 50-50, okay, not so good. You know, whatever. Put my lot in there. Let him play. This this kid has seen so many different things in front of him where they're missing blocks, the, the running backs aren't picking up linebackers, the receivers aren't running the right route, and then Carson on top of it makes a bad throw. Or See, he doesn't throw the ball out of bounds. The bullshit narrative, Dave. I love you. I do, yeah. and I know. I, and I, I don't normally do, but this, this is the same shit that I've been watching on Twitter. And guess what? We're week twelve now. Week twelve. Jared Goff left his left tackle, all pro left tackle, gets goes down in in Whitworth. And did did, did you see all excuses made by Sean McVay and, and Jared Goff in that game? No, Jared Goff. Okay, he threw a couple picks, but he made plays. When when you're a hundred million dollar quarterback, I don't give a shit who's in front of you. You're paid a hundred million dollars to would, make shit happen, Dave. I would. Love, you have to make shit happen, Tony. I would love. Carson to be thrown to Cooper Cup. How would that look on the Eagles helmet? Yeah, everybody's saying that. No, 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 no. Here, here, I got a good one for you. Wait, hold on for a second. Before I'm going to get the job because I I sell and we got these quads coming because I love this argument. Okay, so we were without one guy, one guy. Okay, one offensive weapon who before the season started, we heard we were we were competing for a Super Bowl this year because we got a great offense. Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, right? Heard all Jalen Rager. Oh, can't wait. Deshaun Jackson. All right, so two guys were down, Deshaun Jackson and Zach Ertz. So Deshaun Jackson and Zach Ertz, those two guys who all of a sudden now they make us a Super Bowl team. Mm. They do. So, so, so we we get Miles Sanders back. Did that do anything? Dallas Goddard came back. Did that do anything? So Alshon Jeffrey, on, whether we want him or not, he came back. Did that do anything? Is it all on Carson? 
It's not all on Carson because it's a mix of the play calling and it's a mix of Carson. It's definitely not all on him, but nothing is gelling right now. We have no idea what's coming out of the leadership. We don't know what they're telling him to do. If you remember, the guy, when he makes plays, specifically in 2017, when he rolls out, he's dangerous. He breaks plays down. He can get all kinds of crazy things done. Think about all the big games he's had. Has he ever really been a pocket passer where he just sits in there and picks people off? Is really that his game? Did they put him back in the pocket because they don't want him to get injured anymore? Or when he runs down the field, me, I scream, why is he running? We don't want him to get hurt again. And now he's in the pocket. I'm telling him he should run. Everybody's saying the whole, everybody is picking both sides and nobody knows what to stick on. But I can tell you this, and we all know because we've seen it, when the guy rolls out and he moves around, that seems like where he has the biggest success. And now the only time he's doing that is when he's running for his life. So I think that his bad play in combination with everybody else's bad play is making it impossible to really figure out who's screwing up now because it's just a complete screw up. And and bad play for week. Good, yeah, on top of that, John's right. Bad play calling. I mean, his play calling is atrocious. It is. I'll give you that. Though. So Steve checks in. He said there's no rhythm to the offense. It's never a three-step, five-step drop set and throw. I don't have access to all the film, but it seems to me he isn't reading defenses or progressions of the routes. Nothing is on time. He pumps, waits for someone to be wide open, and takes bad sacks. Absolutely. Okay, he's 100% spot on. If you go watch the game film. Watch the game, Phil. And for all the keyboard bullies who people like to call and all the Twitter analysts, oh, it's 12 bucks. Go buy yourself an NFL package. Go watch the game in 59 minutes. Go watch the film and then come talk to me and tell me what you see. Okay, because I'll tell you what I see. I see Carson looking at two wide-open receivers, and he doesn't throw him the ball. Why? Because he's hesitant. He's afraid to screw up. That's never been what he was about ever. Now all of a sudden, that's what you have, and I'm telling you right now, you don't just you don't just snap your finger, and that just doesn't go away. So where did it come from then? Do you just wake up one day and decide that you're just lose all your confidence? I mean, he's he's rebounded pretty well from the injury. Mike, Wait, what are the can, coaches telling him? Can you say Ricky Bobby? <laughs> We're back to I that now. To goodness, Rick, he is Ricky Bobby, dude. Ricky Bobby. That's what it uh-huh. is. Uh, Ricky Plain Bobby. And simple. Again, Ricky Bobby makes an appearance in our show. He, uh, John brought that up Ricky two weeks ago. John loves Ricky Bobby. He likes Ricky Bobby. He does. Was Ricky Bobby a Steeler fan? No. Uh, truthfully, <laughs> I never saw that movie until about three years ago. Because like it was just like I never saw that movie, and then now it's yeah, it's a. I mean, listen, it, this is I, like Al, Al. My question is: Did Carson just wake up at training camp, forget how to play football? That's what we're I said, all, Al. Al, we're we're all asking the same thing. And, 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 and we're not saying he's a bum. He, he's having an office, but he still gets the best chance to win. You can you can have a bad season; it happens. Listen. Al Here's, brings up a good point. He brings he up a good point, but he the does. stuff that he's doing, though, Al, the stuff that Wentz is doing, looks. Doesn't look like you're having a bad season. Like you got a bad deck of cards. It looks like the questions and the decisions that he's making, yeah, the reads look, that he's not making. It just it looks like a total regression. And that's where everybody's like he's never right. played ball before. It looks, it looks like, weird, right? Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't look like he even he even but, belongs out but there. Here's the question I got to everybody. Everybody who came on this show, everybody who tweeted last year about, oh, look what Carson did with nothing. He had no wide receivers. Carson's the best. He took us to the playoffs with Greg. 
Mike Ward. Now, all of a sudden, oh, no, don't yell at Carson. He doesn't have enough receivers. He's the same guy you were propping up last year. Now you want to give him the excuse. You didn't give it to last year. He was the best. Now, all of a sudden, he needs to come on, stop. You flip-flop worse than the goddamn season. So what's your season? answer? What's your answer? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. What's Tell us how answer? you really feel. Keep going. He's on a roll. Keep going. Very seriously, answer. like I don't understand it. Everybody, everybody always wants to make excuses. Go around the freaking NFL. Every single team has lost players, has lost linemen. They understand that. I get it. And listen, how come when you look at other other teams, you watch other quarterbacks come in and they just can play? Like they just can play. Listen against. Like who? Us, tell me, tell okay, me. Here you go. The San Francisco 49er game, right? Nick Mullins. Was terrible, sucked ass, right? CJ Beathard comes in. Listen and to he that. It was like eight for eight. Carson could have go eight for eight if he tried. This CJ friggin' yeah. Beathard. Hold on, hold on. Let me take it another direction, he's real just, quick. Good he's point. Detained that. He's detained that. He's continuing doing that. Beathard is for them. Is we've seen the same thing every single week. Not for all. I'm not disagreeing with you. I want to know what your resolution to the whole thing is. I'm I'm just waiting to talk. I mean, I, it's been uh, 17 minutes. That's all right because I'll give Dave the solution. In my opinion, sorry, Look, John. No, no, it's no apology. Look, you guys, you guys, you guys, your hearts bleed the green, but I still have my. My opinion. So I like I like you guys getting the air out and everything. Look, the but no, Wentz is not playing good. But you have to look at it like in a holistic approach. All right, this team is not gelling. I mean, Mike, you said it. You said the gelling. All right. There is no semblancy to this team. Wentz is not making good decisions. You could blame it on the weapons. Dave, I think you said Cooper Cup. Do you see how many catches Cooper Cup had with guys actually blanketed on him? Yes. And still caught the ball? Yes. Because it was thrown to him where it Thank needed you, to John. be thrown. And what all I'm saying is Wentz isn't doing that. Wentz, look, I'm not saying the guys are getting the, the receivers are getting wide open by any means. I mean, a lot of times there's tight coverage. You're an NFL quarterback, and you can throw a, I don't even know what mile-an-hour fastball that those balls come out at. You can laser one in there. You got to – dude, taking a shot doing that versus lazy river, river flob up, up over the top ain't going to cut it. You know what I mean? Especially so when you're throwing in the quadruple coverage for a Hail Mary. Like, what right. is, what's that? Like – Who's going to make an excuse for that dumb play? I'd love and, to hear the, the Twitter warriors on that one. And I'm not just sitting here bashing Wentz. I was the biggest Wentz supporter, okay? Too. The me biggest too. Wentz supporter. But let's I call still, it out. This is I Philly, still have man. Wentz as my backup quarterback in my one league. That's how much I am, like, not a basher. But, oh, my goodness, every week after week, he gives me no reason to keep him. But I can't I can't part with him. I can't part with him. Why not? And. Because, I think we're here, on to something here. here. But but here, this is my mentality, whether it's fantasy or reality. Okay. It, it For me, it's always streaks. If you show me a streak of four good games, then you have a blow for two games. I would, You know what I mean? It's about what you do net-net 50-50. Okay? So Wentz comes out, you know, it's, look, he was not playing good. But then – 
Week six against Baltimore, he stages a comeback, no picks, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Then, then the following week, then he, he busts out for 350-plus or whatever, two touchdowns, one pick. Following week, he goes down Giants or uh, whatever. Now, what what three weeks was it? I don't know. But he's sitting there, and he's, he's, he's putting up stats. He's looking like he's decent. Then he goes, bad game going into the bye, the bye, thinking that he's going to come out. He didn't. And then the Cleveland game, it was just like, what the hell? (laughs) So that was the breaker for me. He had three decent games. And then it was like after, it's like, it's whatever the streak is. If you have eight good games, then like you get a little bit of a blow to have three or four. But he's he's really shown nothing other than that three game streak, and yet you still hold on to him because you're holding on you're holding him on your bench because you're just hoping that that flash of Wentz comes back, and if he does, then wherever you get you got him at, you got amazing value. You're like I got this guy on the bench; he's he's just going to turn it around. You're holding on to him, all right. And, and let's say that never happens. What what was it like five? I forget, maybe ten years ago. Jesus, it's been a while since I played fantasy. But Maurice Jones Drew, he had that amazing year. And then the next year, everybody had him up high, and then he sucked, and then he gets hurt, and then I grabbed him on waivers because he was just sitting there, and I kept him on my bench for like 10 games, and he did nothing. But I always wanted to keep in the back of my mind that, oh, this guy's going to blow up. I'm going to keep the value. I'm going to sell him high. And he never did anything. You're grasping onto this guy, hoping that everything turns around. And I'm not saying you're an Eagles fan, John. This is from a fantasy perspective, but I think maybe a lot of our fans are just doing this because the we can't even fathom that a $128 million franchise quarterback all of a sudden is garbage. It's like the worst thing to happen to Philadelphia, especially during this pandemic bullshit, this horrible year. It's terrible. And we wanted the Eagles to do so good because we do bleed green. You said it the right way. And we cannot accept the fact that this guy might be done. I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but it's, it's super depressing already in a no. very depressing year. Dude, I, I 100% agree because it's completely different looking at it from an outsider perspective when it's like not really mattering, but like last year without Ben, like watching this team, it's just like it, it like wrenches your insides week after week after week. So I completely get it. It's just it was it was the year and a half injury laden of MVP caliber. Like I know this year has been a disaster. And I mean, there are guys look diehard Philly fan. Look, I can't take him anymore. But the bottom line is then he needs to be benched. It comes from the top. Look, you could I'm not a politics guy. Never was, never will be. It's about what is right for the good, okay? And the good is the Philadelphia Eagles, all right? And that should come from the top going down. And the good is what is now, what do we have to do to win, okay? not I understand salary cap and shit is long-term, but I'm just talking right now we got to win. What gives you the best chance to win? And if that means benching Wentz and – or halftime and Hertz comes in and wins a game and he gets a start and wins a game. Then he loses and you bring Wentz back. Are you any worse off than three wins that you got? No, nope. necessarily, not necessarily, but nope. again, it could, it could be job security. Tony brought up the interesting point a couple of weeks ago by saying, we don't know how hard Peterson went in and said, you got to draft this guy. Wentz. this guy Wentz is amazing. You don't know if he was knocking on Roseman's door every five seconds. You don't know if Roseman was doing that. You don't know if they were both conspiring to tell Lori, we're going to take Wentz. He's the best. He's the best. Let, he's the best. Let me say this. Stinks. So, Paul, 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 let me say this. Tony, Tony, 
Tony, you brought up a point. You brought up a point a couple weeks ago about Tua on the practice field, and the Miami Dolphins had this epiphany saying, "We have to get these kids on the field. We have to get them on the field because of what he was doing in practice." Possibly that was the scenario of benching Fitzmagic, right? Okay. So maybe is it possible that the Eagles are looking at Ertz right now and saying, "You know what? I don't see." Him being better than what Carson can give us? No, maybe. No, that no. can't be a possibility. No, I don't think it is. Why? No, that, that why, can't why, be do, why do you? Why do you? Hold on, <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Let, oh, okay. we got like, hold on. No, we got like thirty questions. I don't want to ignore. Let, let, let's get to the, let, let, let the comments first. Roll through the questions first, and then all right. So Bill says, I would say this is a coach again, highly respectable guy. Bill, Bill's a coach, just like Coach Dave. Wentz is awful, but if Jalen isn't showing me something to make me believe he is the guy to turn it around, I would have a tough time putting it, him in. So that's to, to to Dave, and I'm going to answer that in a second. Bob Lynch, he he he's a he's a fan. Revolving door at O line and wide receiver, so he's an excuse guy. No offense, Bob. Okay, losing Frank Reich, play call. That's another the Frank Reich narrative. That's old. I'm done with that. Uh, is this your right? Too many headbutts, Dixon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al says I heard the announcer say at least five times the wide receivers can't get any separation. Let me tell you something, Al. I get it. Okay, but John alludes to the same thing. So you, you know what? I, I, I teach, and John will agree with this. I, you know, I teach my soccer kids all the time. You have about a centimeter. If you have a centimeter, that's enough room to take a shot on net. Oh, same thing. You have a centimeter, it's a shot. Get the guys to make a play. Unfortunately, he doesn't do that. They're uh, baiting him, though. Those cornerbacks and those safeties are baiting him because they know he's going to make a bad decision. You can see they're no. just sitting on routes Steph, waiting for him to throw the ball. Steph, they're, ready to the, they're just the waiting. Off, they're waiting. The yes. offense is so freaking predictable. It, it, it's it is. not it, even it funny. Really it is. And, I, don't, and uh, Tony, I know you mentioned it before. I'm not saying that's your stance now. But don't tell me that you're dumbing down the offense. Not you, Tony. I'm just saying, don't tell me you're dumbing down the offense to the point that they know what you're doing. And that is like the dumbest thing you can do. So, Ke- so Kevin, what's up, Kevin? Ain't seen you in a long time, brother. Thanks for checking in. Right, you can't have it both ways. He's back, back to the that when I was going off about the fans. You know, last year was great for Carson. You know, he he took no receivers and got them into the playoffs. Now this year they want it the other way. They're mm-hmm. they're complaining about it. Ryan says, "Tell Doug run the ball. Lyman get two yards in the backs, two or three more run down the hill. Would love him to run. Over. He's not going to do it." Why? Why won't he do it, though? Why won't he do it? Because it shows because it actually works, right? They ran the ball all the way down the field, and then they fumbled it on the five-yard line. That's when the drink went halfway across the uh, halfway across the living room. Okay, because that was the most frustrating part of the whole game. You know, John, this is for you. Go Steelers. Dave DeRamo. Is that your boy? Yeah. Nice. Go Steelers. There you go. There's yeah, nice. 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 Principal Dave. Oh, David, uh, David Orstein. That's my boy. Ted Lawhead of Lawhead Nissan. Rather rearrange his closet than waste a Sunday night watch. Watching Wentz. I'm going to say that is a great point, David. Okay, that's my buddy Normie. Uh, he, he's, he's always spitting the truth. Normie's a big Dolphins fan, and he's been a Dolphins fan for a long time during the rebuilding. And let's just say right now, he's got a big smile on his face. But he's uh, right about Ballhead. That's great. I love it. And also, a couple seasons ago, the whole NFL said Carr is done. Cut or trade him. Now look at the season he's having, right? Uh, you know, no, he's, consistency, he's talking about yeah. Derek Carr. Talk about he's Derek Carr. Consistency. 
Uh, Steve says, one other thing that bothers me is there's no accountability anywhere on this team from Howie all the way down to the players on the field. They look unprepared, pre-snap penalties on offense, jumping off sides on defense, nothing changes. Nobody's held accountable. Signs of a poor locker room, in my opinion. Uh, we'll get a couple more, then we'll start talking. Uh, Fairweather fan, Mikey Googs. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> what's that wow. about? Wow, that's a Taking shots. You're right at Googs already. Andre, my man, A-Bob. Car went to a team that focused on offense with a good O-line. Uh, Kevin checking in again. It's time fans use their real eyes about Wentz. Ooh, Thank you. Powerful. Uh, Jamar checking in. What's up, Jamar? Why draft Jalen Hurts then? Exactly. If he's not going to play, why draft him, right? Because they're knows? idiots. Is the O-line bad when <laughs> yes, Sanders is yes. averaging six yards a carry? <laughs> Kevin. Thank you. Here's what I want to – I love this. We're wow, gonna, we're nice, Kevin. Right let's get comments. into that one. Yes, yeah, yes. Let's get into this because our O-line sucks so bad. We have a revolving door. Oh, my God, poor Carson. He's got no O-lineman. 6.1 yards per carry. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> they actually, they're fucking – Yeah, they're terrible. They're I'm disgusting. Sorry, I never even dropped the F-bomb, but I just did. They are brutal. So bad that Boston Scott had a 53-yard touchdown the other day. Yeah, they're he sucks too. Horrendous. Let's not use that play again okay. that was dumb dumb give idea me a break yeah man give me a break and dave uh, okay let, let, let's go so i gotta get my thoughts together again okay so what 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 was what what, what was i oh i know no chance this is why there was there's no chance that they don't see what they could see out of jalen hurts i'm telling you right now i'll say it again doug peterson gets it chubby thinking about what he can do with Jalen Hurts. Doug Peterson has probably 50 plays he wants to run right now with Jalen Hurts. But you know what? He's not doing it. You know why? Because he's scared. I'm telling you, he's scared of two reasons. Number one, look, Jeffrey Lurie, like you said, Carson Wentz is Jeff's boy. Okay, and again, we've already heard about Howie pulling shots. Okay, so I don't think Doug even has the authority to remove Carson Wentz. And if he did, he knows damn well that Jalen Hurts is probably going to do something. I'm not saying win a bunch of games, but do something to spark the offense. And then I will add I will add this that you can talk. Okay. Uh, so I don't mean to, to be, sound like a dick. I'm just saying. I'm just uh, like no, I, I didn't hey, nobody say anything. You go right ahead, man. Yeah, that, that that came off. That came off a little weird. But at the end of the day, here here's what I'm going to say. If Carson Wentz is that bad, okay, and Jalen Hurts goes in and does a little bit, gets a spark, gets the team hopping, how do you go back to your 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 locker room and tell them now? that you're taking him back out and putting the stiff back in. How do you do it? And seriously, how do, it's, the same, it's the same thing. He, he, you know what? And, and answer me this, Dave. Carson, what, uh, we don't want to make a move. This is Doug. Because it signals the end of the season. Are you kidding me? Well, so you just killed the kid's confidence already. He hasn't even gotten a game. You're telling him that if he gets it, he's a human victory cigar. That was stupid to say. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah, it's just terrible because Doug's a stiff too. Once okay, again, again Dave. that's I'm just saying that's exactly why Jalen Hurts should have had, I'm saying over, what, 10 weeks, 11 weeks of the NFL season, he should have at least 20 pass attempts. I'm sorry. Thank you. How many does he have? Zero? No. No, he, he has a couple. Yeah. He, he should have at least 20 to give him a shot to see I'll go what back. he does have. I'll go back to what you said a couple weeks ago, John. They should have 
put him in for a series at a time. They, they haven't even decided to do that. Now, why you tell me why the guy that Tony thinks has all these plays for him, and maybe he does, I don't know. Why wouldn't they give him an opportunity to play a series? They're afraid of trying to win. Are you telling me that the Eagles coaching staff is afraid to try and win the game? Maybe he doesn't have the packages down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe they're trying to not lose. Is, is Jalen Hurts a backup quarterback? Yes. Okay, so you're telling me the coach has no plays for him, and if Carson Wentz gets hurt, he's unprepared to go in a game. I don't know where you're coming from with that. I never said that. No, 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 no. Because you're telling me that you just said that you 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 made a sarcastic comment about Doug having all these plays for Jalen Hurts. What I'm saying is, if they didn't think he could play, why would he be the number two quarterback on the depth chart? Because they're told to make him the number two well, but, quarterback again. So let me. And I'm going to ask a really dumb because, question. Because, I don't know if this is right, but no, seriously. So if if Carson Wentz goes down, who come? It has to be the number two quarterback, right? They can't just pick somebody else to come in, correct? It right. has to, right. Well, they did with their third string or whatever. Who they have? Was it Brian Hoyer or whatever? No, or? That, but this is what I'm. I'm asking an honest question. So if Jalen Hurts is your number two quarterback on game day, and your number three quarterback is Nate Sudfeld. If Carson Wentz gets hurt, can they say, ah, we want to bring Sudfeld in? Or does it? I think it has to be the backup, correct? That's why they have yeah. to list them one, two, three. Yeah. Okay, so I'm my question to you and everybody game, else yeah. in Twitterland is if Jalen Hurts can't play worth a shit, why is he your number two quarterback? Well, maybe they made him the number two quarterback at the beginning of the year because they just drafted him and thought they'd be able to mold him into something. And Peterson gets more than halfway through the season and doesn't like what he sees and doesn't tell anybody. And they just, you know, they're just praying Wentz doesn't get hurt. He, he, hope maybe he's going to cross that bridge when he gets there. But, we don't have he, any idea. He has a decision, though, Mike. He yeah. had every every single week, he has a decision to, to flip-flop. If Jalen Hurts can't play, put him at number three then. Well, then, you know, nobody's, if that's, nobody's uh, talking about this. It, nobody's it, talking you're about right, it. You're right. You're right. It's what a good, the New Orleans Saints did with with their their kid. Ty, Ty you know what? You're going to talk about Taysom Hill. I got something to say on that, Dave. Thanks for bringing that up real well, quick. You know what? Hold on one second. You got you got last year this when Bridgewater was on the team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was it was Breeze was your number one. Bridgewater was your number two. Right. And then Taysom was your three, and he got in the games the same situation. He brought. He was brought into the game as a gadget guy, listed right. as a number three. Yeah, right. But yeah. think- so we could do the same thing. The Eagles could do the same exact thing. Yes. But, maybe. But, what if they um, have him more focused on the backup role, though? What if they have him really preparing to be the number two to take all that all the reps? You know, maybe they have him more focused towards that because yeah. it doesn't seem like he's getting many of those Taysom Hill gadget yeah. plays. And for anybody that wants to come out and say, you know, you could just put a guy like Taysom Hill in and look what he did with the Saints. Guess what? Nobody's got any film on him. All right. As soon as they get film on you, the NFL, right? Not for long. I don't know who came up with that acronym, but that's been going around for a while. But as soon as it's there and they figure it out, these that's defensive coordinators. It's their job. They have every possible camera angle. They have every piece of technology. They're going to figure out what you're doing. And once you're figured out, they shut you down. It's a wildcat offense. Lasted a year. Worked for a while. Um, you know, all this stuff works for a while, and then it goes away. And there's a reason for that. So, you know, perhaps he's only getting. I only think that guy Taysom Hill did something because nobody really knows. You know, maybe they didn't know how to defend against him. 
And I heard some other commentator talking about that this morning on ESPN, and it really brought a you know it, it, it brought a light. It got me thinking. If they don't have film on you, right? It makes total sense. But the ones that that are in the league for a while, I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, people all of a sudden last year he was like, oh my god, is the best. I had people tell me he was the best quarterback in the league. My son told me that. I said, what? What are you talking about? He's the best quarterback in the league because they all love the running quarterbacks, right? Because it's like the new toy and it's new shiny. Well, I think it was Colin. I think it was uh, the herd uh, this morning. Colin Hurd, he said something like the running quarterbacks are great. It's the fad of the NFL, but they don't last very long, you know, because they take so many hits and yeah, because they, they just get can't, hit. they get hit a lot, right? So um, Cam Newton. No, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. He's lasted quite some time, but he's not the Cam Newton of old, obviously. Exactly. Nope. Nope. Wasn't Lamar the MVP of the league last year? Yep. Lamar was like everybody wanted Lamar. You know, I mean, he was the man. And Tony, to your point, I, I don't really know. I wasn't trying to be sarcastic about Jalen <laughs> knowing plays or not, but I honestly, I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't get excited about what this reporter says about Wentz or what if he sucks. We we know he sucks. They're three six and one. My point is, what's the alternative? What's your answer? Do you give up on Carson Wentz, or is he the best chance for you to win a potential Super Bowl in the next, not this year because they suck, in the next year, two, or three? That's what you have to figure out and stop worrying about him sucking this year. Well, what if they don't want to put Hurts in there because they don't want to make, they're going to put him in the middle of a train wreck and destroy his confidence too. I mean, if they know. Football, tough shit. Yeah, I agree. Dave, I agree with you 100%. If you're that fragile and you can't deal with it, look, and too bad, then you don't belong on the Eagles. You know, we've Did seen many quarterbacks crap? in their careers ruined because of inept coaching leadership, man. Come on. You guys know I've that. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks ruined because of the Eagles fan base just bashing them. So <laughs> like me. What's that mean? Like me. I'm sorry, Donovan McNabb. Bro. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. Stop. No, come on. Dude, you guys I'm right. are... Uh, dude, don't tell me about a benching is going to ru- ruin a guy's confidence, but not like 70,000 Eagles fans <laughs> screaming down, wasted on a Sunday. Throwing shit at them. Exactly. There's You're right. Difference. You're so, right. So, Al, check, Al, Al, Al kind of shut me up because I was waiting for somebody to say that. We all know it's a huge there between run block and a pass Thank block. Thank you, Al. I get it. I, run I block that is way coming. easier than pass blocking. I know. I know. Another, not, the, not, the excuse narrative train keeps it going. Is it an excuse uh, or is it a fact? My boy Rick says he says gets a job. <laughs> <laughs> Rick. Nice. Uh, making North Catholic proud. Hey, baby, North Catholic alumni. Too much to drink blood pressure, Tony. Calm down. It's a holiday season. Uh, I loved it. This is where I was I love this quote by Andre. He says, Miami's coach, had, which is Brian Flores, which we love, had quoted a week. I pulled to it because I'm trying to win the game. I don't care who was under center. Unless Gotta like it that. gives us the best chance to win. Gotta like that. That's exactly what I said. Exactly what I, I mean. But that's no, what Peterson Andre, said too, John. Right yeah, you're Andre, you're right on. It's Look, at it, some point, if you're a manager of, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you have to get notepads sold at the register out the door. It, it's all about getting it done. You have to get it done today. Now this week you need to win. You're in first place. You gotta, you gotta win the ball game. All right. So, and, and it's different when you're dealing with potentially, I mean, we're all coaches potentially you're dealing with, you know, kids that you have to deal with. These are all adult grown men. Dude, I'll br- I'll bring if I'm the head coach, I'm bringing my two quarterbacks in. I'm saying, all right, guys, 
what are we doing? Look, I know you both want to win the game. Look, Carson, you ain't playing that good. Do you want what? What do you think? Look, I want I want to give you every shot. Go out there in the first half. But look, if we're done, if if you're not performing, Jalen, be ready to go in. This is not, and that doesn't mean crap for next week. I don't know what the conversation is, but they're grown men. They all have contracts. Their contracts are there. You, dude, you gotta play to win the game. Period. Play to win the game. We should have queued that up from Herman Edwards. What's, Car- That's the what's best. Carson's guaranteed money, Tony? What's Carson? Fifty-nine guaranteed- million dead cap hit if they caught him next year. Yep. That's that's the guaranteed money. That's, that's yep. Yeah. Dead. So, so that's, Think of that. So, so yeah. Jalen Hurts came in, right? Mm-hmm. And and he played really well. Yeah. And they couldn't go back to Carson. If they don't trade Carson, he's a thirty-four million dollar backup quarterback. Yeah. So do you see they, why I said they're scared? You but they you don't worry. Want, they don't want that, man. I'm telling you. He's a Chase Daniels on steroids. He's a Chase Daniels on roids. That's what that contract um, is. I, it's an I, albatross. Now it's like the worst contract in the league. Could you imagine everybody know. thinks that's the worst contract in the league? Where is it Chase makes, Daniels at? Is he still playing? He is. What a bum he was. I'm just saying, look, that it may be the worst contract in the league, but it doesn't matter if you if you get the wins. It doesn't matter. You right. deal with the worst contract in the league. Look at Al Horford. That was the worst contract in the league. In the and they NBA. somehow got rid of I don't know how that guy got well, rid of that yeah, contract. Yeah, and we'll get to that. No, no I can't wait to talk but, about that. Yeah, me too. But, me too. but uh, the point is, like, Worry about later, later. You got to win the ball game now. Hurts win, comes in and wins a game. He starts the next game. He wins that game. He doesn't come out until he loses. If he wins four games, he has to lose two in a row before he comes out. All right. I don't, and you're, I, don't, you're I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree, but what do you think made, John, what do you think made them stop running the ball when they had so much success at it? And you know what? Everybody brought up, Andre brought up an interesting point that run blocking apparently is a lot easier than pass blocking. I, they say that it is. I don't know. I never touched a football in any type of sport in school or anything. I was the last person to be picked on every team. So believe me, I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to this kind of experience. But from what I've read, it's supposed to be easier. Why did they just stop? Why well, stop just, using something that works? I never understood that about Peterson. What is that? It's like uh, Andy Reid stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, Andy Reid did the same shit. That's unexplainable. I, I, I mean, how how do you come up with... They get into a certain part of the, the the field and they go up with their you know mathematical equation saying our propensity to score is throwing the football here. Well, hmm. no, it's not. Run it down their throats until they stop you. Is that what you think it is? You think they're running the game all through some spreadsheet on Excel? That's what that's what's happening right now. You think the analytics. whole game is dictated by this? Analytics. I believe analytics has a big part of his yep. play calling. Yeah, they, he's still a guy that that does the he scripts the first ten plays a lot. That's all Andy Reid stuff. So Come you're on, first- man, you see the next the next gen stats popping up. Yeah, I get time. it. But you think that they're running it like a model? You think the model spits out all the plays that they that they should call that have a statistically best chance of winning? Tell me they're not doing that. All right. So I- I'll I'll play it to you this way. I believe when they get into the red zone and they dialed in their defense for the week, what they're going up against, statistically, this defense gives up eighty percent of their pass plays in the red zone. So they're not going to run the ball when the when that defense doesn't do well against the pass in the red zone. They're going to throw no question the about that. No question that's, about that. Now, I'm sure they have a select play of saying, you know what, these guys are weak in the end zone. They can't cover tight ends. But, you know, the five of my top plays are going to be to the tight end. I get it. But what I'm curious about is if they're letting some sort of an algorithmic play calling thing happen because 
Nobody can, can explain the dumb things that the guy does and the things that he calls. Like, no rational coach would call these plays in this order. Yeah, so something seems Mike, weird to, here. To your credit, now think about it. If he is doing exactly what you think or what we just talked about, instead of coaching the game by feel, like Philly Philly, which the quarterback called and he agreed to, uh, you know, it could be as simple as that. But quarterback there's call. no – this, this this Eagles season, what has been going on is absolutely the craziest thing that we've ever seen as a fan base. They're three, six, and one, and in first place at the NFC East. That that's, this is crazier than the Ray Rhodes era. This is crazier than the Rich Kotite era for all of uh, you know the guys that have been watching the Eagles and gals that have been watching the Eagles for that long. This is crazy. It's crazy. Like, this makes than no George sense. Washington area. Yeah. This is uh, Jamar second. It says Jalen's got Jalen has gotten a spark each time, and he is a Heisman finalist and Natty championship. Basically, Tim Tebow winner is a winner. Um, I agree. All right. I mean, listen. Is that's Tebow what I still in the league? What's that? Is Tebow still in the league? No, he's not. Oh. He's not. What? I, but I think I. I don't think he meant that. Um, Al says my boys on fire today. Love it. Yeah, we love you back, Al. Somebody give Tony a hug. Andre says. <laughs> I'll send him the calm app after the throw. Yeah, Andre says he's fired up, and I'm absolutely loving. I can't help you. I'm, on, <laughs> I'm in jigsaw mode tonight. Um, uh, Bill says I got to sign off. Happy Thanksgiving. Say this proudly. Happy Thanksgiving, Bill. Coach. Yeah. At Frankfurt High School, go North Catholic. Uh, he is a North. Uh, it, Bill is a North Catholic alumni, but he's the head coach of Frankfurt High School. And I'll tell you what, to give quick, uh, I I don't think he's on. I think he did sign off, but just to give him a quick shout out, he has done tremendous things for the community and those kids of Frankfurt. I'll tell you what, he there's a lot. Everybody knows there's a lot of stuff going on in Philly. Gun violence is through the through the roof. Uh, and he absolutely had given up. He gave up his weekends. He opened up the gym for all the kids to have sleepovers with him and you know, playing video games, pool tables to keep them occupied, get them off the street, and give them something to do. Amazing. This, I, I, I mean, they, great they, job, he's, had, Bill. he's been on the news. Bill's Amazing. Doing a great job, man. Thank Amazing you, Bill. Job, man. Amazing job. We need more people like that in this world. Um, Kevin says if Doug calls a play and players get open, Carson looks at the receiver open and doesn't throw it, holds on to the ball and takes a sack. So that's Doug's fault is what he's asking. See, I, I, this is this, this the problem. Here, here's the one thing I'm going to say. Uh, again, oh, Andre says that must be whiskey, bro. I know he's talking to you, Mike. He knows you're drinking whiskey. <laughs> Look, I, after after this week and after this year, this is exactly what this is. And I'm not a spokesperson for Hibiki, Japanese Scotch whiskey, but I will say it is excellent. And I, I recommend, uh, highly recommend you pick up a bottle, Andre, and everybody so, else. So, so here, here's the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> There'll be a sponsor next week. Yeah, yeah just yeah, click the link and uh, use coupon code MikeyGoogs20 and you'll get yeah. 20% off your next, uh, your next bottle. <laughs> I love it. We're going to start having that slogan all over. Uh, here's the other end here's the other side of this and again we're 46 minutes into this it's and, and and again for all the people on twitter that say this isn't a topic of conversation look what's going on here you morons this is what we're talking about okay so at the end of the day what happened see you're dave you're absolutely right who would have thought this is this is unheard of what's going on with this team right but here's the problem we have the ultimate worst coach to be able to dig us out of it 
That's the problem. <laughs> we have zero confidence. That's the other end of this. So if this team is broken, we're expecting Doug Peterson to turn this thing around? Is that what we're – all our hopes are on Doug Peterson. Seriously. that The guy nobody wanted – the guy who doesn't even sound like an NFL football coach standing up at the podium. Okay, the guy who has to uh, – let me think about um, – yeah, well, well, yeah, well, stop. That's the guy? We're screwed. We're wait, absolutely you screwed. Tony, we, wait, no, I seriously – I got a good question, what I think is a good question for all three of you. Very quick. Would you rather have McVay and Wentz or Peterson uh, and Goff? Because this is what it comes down to. Whatever your answer is, is going to be who's at fault for the most part. I'll go first. I'll tell you right now, because I can't stand Doug Peterson. Okay. Because he's a stiff. Okay. He is the, the, right now, I'm sorry. This is the Doug we knew he was. This is the Doug we knew he was. He's terrible. Uh, He is who we thought he was. Where's Denny Green? Where's he at? I need Denny Green right now. Okay? We let him off the hook. Oh, but but anyway, John, give me give me McDreamy all day long. Give me McVay. McVay I don't care. McVay, give me McVay. McVay. Went. Right. At least, yo, at least McVay's got some balls. I, I don't think McVay he's. I don't. I, I don't think he's in McVay. I don't think he's in McVay and Wentz. He's in McVay and Goff. Didn't you? No, McVay no, and Wentz or no, Peterson Goff. It you're. It's Goff versus Wentz and McVeigh and Peterson. If you swap them, what pair do you want? So, Dave, do you want Wentz and McVeigh or Goff with Peterson? I'm going to forget take, what team I'm they're gonna, on. I'm going to take McVeigh and Wentz, and McVeigh Same is here. a is a John Gruden disciple, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'll take I'll take that. So, and, and Mike, once again, it, irrelevant if you're on the Rams or the Eagles. The point is, you have that pairing. Where, where do you like that pairing better? When we talked about last week, we were talking about who we would build a coach around. I'm a Mc, I like McVay. I'm a McVay fan, and I would love to see him with Carson Wentz. I'm not a golf fan at all, although I, you know, I, I still feel he's serviceable. But I, I would pick Wentz over golf, and maybe I shouldn't. And maybe I've seen enough from Wentz to not think that way. But I still feel that Wentz could be fixed. I just think whatever's going on is mental, man. So we could say well, he sucks, he's this and he's that. I just think that there's something not right up there right now, and I don't know. I agree with you, and that's that's why I asked the question because you look at it now. All four of us choose McVeigh and Wentz over Peterson and Goff. So what does that tell you about the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, to me, it's clear as day. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> Wow, Dave's been bashing Lori from the beginning. I love yeah, but, it. But do you un- you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We're saying that if Wentz had a better coach, we would take the better coach with Wentz than we would with Goff, who's having a pretty darn good season, and mm-hmm. freaking Doug Peterson. So we hate Doug Peterson more than we do Carson Wentz. And we oh, should. Oh, I like Al's comment right there, Tony. I've been talking about this too. Yeah, you have. 2017 and 2018, who was who was uh, Carson Wentz's offensive coordinator? Oh, uh, Tony, Tony was waiting for this. Somebody he, wake me up. He was just he was just calmed down now, Dave. You're going to get him started again. Like I, why doesn't it? We can't. We can't keep going with you. How come, so, how come you don't understand consistency with coaching? How come that's hard for you to figure out? 
So, so here's my question. So this guy is that fragile that he can only be coached by one guy. And no. one quarter, right? Because uh, no. the quarterback whisperer, where's Dee Filippo at now? It doesn't yeah, listen. I don't where's care. Where's he at? Nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. Why can't we take him back? I have to turn my earbud volume down. Dave, Dave, hold on. If you, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but did Dee Filippo get fired from Jacksonville? They freaking <laughs> blow. They blow. Maybe that's so why he got fired. If they kept him, he would have won seven. You don't even have a job. <laughs> yeah, John. Was he, <laughs> was he there when board when they went to the playoffs or no? What's that? You talking about my boy Bortles? Was, That's my was, boy. Yeah, when was Di Filippo there when they went to the playoffs? No, no, he was he was with us when Bortles was bombing in the yeah, fourth quarter, put up forty a game in the fourth quarter, and he won me my fantasy think, league. I, I love Bortles. So. I don't think so. Look it up, Dave. Tell I'm me. Not, tell I'm me. not. I'm not looking it up. All I'm All telling right. you All is right, that so, give me a consistent coaching staff first. Okay. Give me a consistent coaching staff. Let me let me let me throw something. I agree with you, Dave. Consistency is key. No question right. about it. Let right. me just can throw I, something out. Can I say something for three? Absolutely. Seconds? <laughs> no. I, I want to throw a scenario past you guys. It's my turn can, to ask a question. Yours suck. No. Yeah. Consistent. Co- <laughs> you guys, you guys are wasting my three seconds. Consistent. <laughs> consistent coaching said. staff happens when you have a consistent quarterback. Go ahead, Mike. That's a good oh, point. Stop it. No, you know what? Now you made me forget what I was going to ask. Oh no, sorry, I got it. Did, thing I ever no, no, that's a good. That's a good point. Okay, so we've talked for weeks about uh, how bad it is, and we we just get on this roll, right? Because we all vent and we're emotional. All right, so let's look at the problem like something that we need to fix. That we're consultants. We were brought in to fix it. What do we do for next year? Let's just forget about whatever is going to happen this year. What could we do? Should Doug bring in an offensive coordinator? And if he does bring in an off- offensive coordinator, who should it be, right? Uh, what about the quarterback's coach? Um, what should we do there, right? Let's just say that he's made the decision that he's going to go with Wentz. He's going to stick with Wentz. What should be fixed in order to right the ship just from a quarterback coaching offensive perspective? Never mind the injuries. Let's not even talk about it. No. Um, what listen. do we do? So first thing you have to do is you have to figure out, just like you said, Mike, are you saying we, we don't, there, there's no hurts in, involved in the situation? Well, I think he's made that pretty clear. All right. So Peterson has made his mind up and unless that Jeffrey lawyer comes down and changes his mind because Lori does that sometimes to him. I don't think, I think that he's decided he's going to go with Wentz for better or for worse. Now we have Carson Wentz. Okay. And, so I'm going um, to take this. I'm going to take this even deeper. Okay, I'm going to take this even deeper. Let me ask you guys this question based off what you just said, Mike. So if we're looking at 2021, if, if, if Pearson wants to be that ignorant, okay, to the fact that his quarterback is sink a sinking ship right now and he doesn't want to put Jalen Hurts in, right? So say we get like a top three pick because we suck so bad. Now we're not even looking at quarterback. Maybe like so if a quarterback dropped us in a draft, now we can't even look at him. Oh, no, we can't look at him. Okay, because now you don't even know what you have with the guy you drafted last year. So this is my point. You're not doing your due diligence as an organization to at least find out if you have something because you damn well could have a top three pick in a draft this year. All right, you know what? You're right. You're right. Now, guess what? What if everything you just said is right? And what if they know Hurts is good? And what if they know they're done with Wentz and they're just saying whatever they can say to get through the rest of the season because they know they're going to suck and they're going to draft high and they're going to go right after a killer quarterback? 
we're throwing all kinds of crazy scenarios out right now. Who knows? I mean, that's possible. Maybe they just know Hertz can play and they've seen enough and they don't want to put him in the middle of that shit show. It's possible. <sighs> Sorry, yeah, kid show. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I just, my thing is once and for all, well, I, that's why I want Hertz to go in. I'm not saying I want Hertz. Again, everybody looks at it saying I'm out on Wentz. I'm not. What I'm saying is it's your job as a head coach to win football games. Let's I'm see what we got under the hood. I get it. Right? You're right. You're right. That's all. So my, my, my thought process is why now? Why? I mean, why not now? You have nothing to lose. Zero. You have zero to lose to find out if this kid has something. Has something. And maybe Carson does just need a mental break. Maybe he needs to sit down. Maybe he needs that. We've heard that he's been stubborn. We've heard that he doesn't want to change. He said it himself. Every press conference, I'm not changing. Okay, great, Carson. Don't change. You've been freaking terrible all year, so keep being <laughs> terrible. Right? Don't change. Right? So if that's the case, maybe he needs a wake-up call. Maybe he's too stable right now. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he doesn't have to look over his shoulder because they got rid of Nick Foles, right? And I hate Nick Foles. He sucks too, okay? But Nick Foles supposedly was the cop of God. This guy has a statue. You know, Nick Foles has a statue, for Christ's sake. He Nick is a Foles. statue. Statue. Nick Foles. Ridiculous. But anyway. Hey, you had to convince Ricky Bobby that he, he wasn't paralyzed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's the same oh thing. You have to convince God. you. You have to you have to convince Carson Wentz that he can throw the ball and complete a pass in a tight window. This dude, he. Oh, dude, I, I need a drink. I don't. Uh, Mark, I don't Mark know says get younger on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean they could have drafted an offensive lineman, but they drafted Jalen Hurts, and they did draft Andre Dillard. What's your thoughts on Dillard, Tone? I listen. Uh, I think he's soft. I do. I think. I think you're watching again. You're watching a guy that that you know you're hoping he's he's just not it. I I, I listen. I know he got hurt this year, and, and but sorry, he was a turnstile out there. And you can say whatever you want, but you're either good or you're, you don't just automatically listen. Here's the problem. It's different. Like Dave's boy, Mylotta. Here's a kid who's never played football before, right? So you give him that time. You're saying, listen, guy, don't even know footwork. He don't know. He doesn't know hand motions. He doesn't know anything. So you're you're willing to say he's a project. You take the guy in the first round. If he can't play, he's never going to be able to play. Sorry, he's done. Yeah, he's the pro like, you should right? have a project in the first round. No, no projects. That means you drafted the wrong guy again. Mm -hmm. Sorry, okay. drafted the wrong so, guy. So Tony. I, I I agree with about seventy percent of the stuff he talked about tonight. But here here's here's the here's the point, and I do agree with this. Dude, my mouth hurts. You Damn. need you need, and this goes back to giving John credit. No, Ertz well, needs Ertz, Ertz needs to get on the field and play to see what we got. And and then Mike, I'll bring you into this. You you put a great play on words with what if we were the people that fix all this stuff. So if we are the people to fix all this stuff, we have to do what Tony and John said. Ertz has to play. Ertz, if Hertz, if he can play in this in this league and he can win you games and he has a future, then you got to get rid of somehow trade Carson Wentz. But before you do all that, you asked if we're Doug, if, if Doug Peterson is staying. There's so many variables involved, and this is my point about this whole program. If Doug Peterson is staying and he's your guy, 
You're the boss of him, Mike. Don't you want to make Doug comfortable and let Doug pick his OC, his quarterback coach? And they didn't allow him to do that. They did not allow him to do that. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie picked his guys for him that are coaching Carson right now. That's a great point. That's a great point. And nobody's talking about that. They don't listen I mean, to me. We for Everybody seemed to forget about that, that Lurie basically came down and made that decision. And we don't know if Roseman was involved, but I'm sure it was because they're buddies. And I'm sure that Lurie doesn't do anything without talking to Roseman. Roseman's got that kind of power in the Eagles organization. So if they did do that, it certainly makes sense. And now maybe Peterson's looking at Lurie saying, dude, you pulled away the staff that I wanted. I mean, you intervened. I, I mean, I can't see Peterson saying anything like that. I think Peterson's a very yes man. I think he's a yes, sir. I don't. I, I would hope that he would be standing up for saying, or maybe he doesn't need to say anything at all because of the results have just been completely disastrous. And, you know, maybe they're just putting Wentz and saying, look, we're going to fight through the rest of the year. I don't have the support system we need. But I guess the story is going to be told in the offseason, Dave. Because if they start making moves on the coaching system and they throw out these other guys that Lurie basically, uh, uh, when you know Lurie in, in, intervened in a very important decision and they make changes and stuff like that, I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious that you know Peterson really didn't really didn't want these guys to begin with. He had his own staff picked, and they were told that he that he wasn't coming back. I mean, the whole thing is just a complete debacle. I mean, we'll yeah, never and, really and, know the truth. And and on the field, it looks just like. And I've been pretty consistent with this. What you see on the field is what you're getting in the office. And when, oh, it's for and sure. speaking of which, uh, I get the Andre first. Andre says, Wentz had the same guy who tried to fix Markel Fultz's jump shot. Stop. <laughs> Wentz needs to put his big boy pants on and play like a, like a good NFL quarterback. Enough. I agree. And I was going to go point here, and, and I'll agree with this. I, this again, this is just not, like some shows where Tony just runs things, and I don't agree. This isn't an excuse, but take a look. 85% of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL have a number one wide receiver. We don't. A person a quarterback can count on. Listen, Al, I agree. But what I will ask the masses of Eagle fans and moronic analysts who think they know, they told me Travis Fogum was an elite wide receiver. Who told you that? Right, right. That, 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 hold on. Not you, Dave. You know that. But I'm saying this is what they could say. Oh, we have. Oh, Zach Ertz is elite. I've heard. Dallas Goddard's the second coming. Okay, and I hear Jalen Jalen Rager. You're crazy. Did you watch him at TCU? With the TCU, cause stop. Okay, <laughs> TCU. All right, and then I get to hear about right. We already know about Alshon, right? He sucks. I heard about Deshaun. Okay, he's hurt. Okay, wow. but then I heard about Fogel. Fogel, he's the real deal. What a steal! Oh my God, this guy is elite. Well. Those same people are the same people telling me now, well, Carson needs help. Why does he need help? But, no, Al, I know that's not you. But, no, I agree. Listen, they paid the wrong guy in Alshon. Okay, and I, and I go back to this again. Al, go back. I want everybody to do me a favor. Okay, he's listening to this show. It doesn't, it, it, I, I, I got a memory. I can tell you what I wore in eighth grade. Alshon Jeffrey, when he signed in Philadelphia, he said his exact words was, this is a stepping stone. That's what he said. This is a stepping stone. He signed here the one-year deal, remember? Because nobody wanted to give him a big money deal. Right, he, right. Right? He signed here to get paid and do shit. And that's what he did. <laughs> You're he right. He got paid and did nothing. Mm-hmm. Hurt, doesn't want to, Then he popped off, had the thing yeah, with Josina, yeah. right? All these things come into play. So, again, paid the wrong guy. 
Deshaun Jackson traded for him and then gave him a three-year deal. Paid the wrong guy. We can't draft the wide receiver because we always draft the wrong guys, right? Uh, we always draft the wrong guys. So, yeah, Carson, but I will say one thing. I was told by everybody that Zach Ertz was a number one tight end. Zach Ertz was elite. Zach Ertz, who caught how many? Over 100 balls from Carson Wentz. So that's pretty much the number one guy, in my opinion. For Carson Wentz, so, that was his reliable. Right? That was his that reliable, was his reliable guy. Sure, sure, uh, definitely uh, does was. Does he have him this year? Not, not exactly, right? Not exactly. He's doing and, that on and, purpose. And he backs too, up Tony. Wentz in the fifth season. Eagles haven't gotten him enough. It's disgraceful. But Al, and I let the boys talk because I, I, I know I'm being commanding. I'm very sorry. I just, I have so much. Don't to apologize, say. man. You're on a roll. Get it out. Here's the thing. You we should apologize. This it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're we'll talking about Thanksgiving what right now. Okay? Talk to us, Tony. Talk right. to us. We're here well, for you. Now, who else? That statement that Al just said, and I, I don't want to rehash and get into a big conversation. We talked about this last week. Went to this fifth season. Eagles haven't gotten a number one yet. Disgraceful. Well, same thing was said about Donovan McNabb. That's, that's where I was going to go. That's where I was going to go. We've been there before on previous shows. We talked about the whole stiff list with Torrance Small and James Thrash and Todd Stinkston and all the rest of these bums that McNabb did things that, um, man, I'm so sorry I bash McNabb. I, 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 you know what? I'm going to take this time to personally apologize to Donovan McNabb if you're watching this. If you are, it's pretty freaking cool Let's if you are. I'm so, <laughs> very, very sorry, uh, McNabb. I was very hard on you. Um, you did amazing things and you had literally nothing. So maybe, maybe that's it. You know, maybe we're all making a unfair comparison because of the things that McNabb was able to do. And maybe he gets a pass on the half of the side of the, of the fans that think that he really needs number one being Al included and me sort of on that, on that side. Um, it would be nice to have a number one, but to your point tone that his number one, I think really was Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz yes. was the reliable guy, you know? Yes. Um, and that was always his guy. And when he, when Zach Ertz is out, I would be interesting to see the data on how Carson Wentz does from a win and loss perspective, perspective when he doesn't play with, with uh, Zach Ertz. Very curious about that. Al says Ertz is great tight end, but still, but he isn't a wide receiver. Yeah. But again, uh, I agree with you, Tony Ertz is not elite though. I understand what your no. point was that whole he thing. was, he was he, at one point. Um, I, he he wasn't as good as a Travis Kelsey or um, no um, George Kittle. Kittle. You're telling yeah, me the he, year that he caught a hundred balls, you wouldn't say that he was a top three tight end. I mean, he had an numbers. amazing season by numbers. By numbers, the only reason why they, they don't call him elite is because he can't throw a block, right? Is that what it is? Because he no, runs around sort of like a hybrid. Threat. His run after catch isn't the same as Kelsey. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think he's, his yak is like a 1.8. That's right. He used to fall yeah. to the ground all the time. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zach they, would catch uh, it and just tumble on the ground immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely gonna, forgot about that. I'm going to disagree with you, Dave. I don't think it was – I think Kelsey does a better job getting open. Ertz was in the seam where he was actually getting looked at frequently, looking at Ertz in the middle. I think that's a – Kittle is just a whole. I mean, they roll him out wide. I mean, he's Kittle, literally Kittle their and number. Kelsey. They're they're freakish athletes, right? Yeah, but Better Shanahan. Yes, Shanahan but, but Kittle. To me, Kittle is more of a wide receiver. Right? I'm saying if you take the three of them, Kittle is more of a receiver than Kelsey. Kelsey is he is a tight end, big body frame that can do what he wants. But I feel like Kittle is more nimble. Mm. Al says Ertz is a top three tight end, no doubt. That's I, what I, I think. I, I disagree. Think I mean, I think he was. I don't think he is now, but I think he definitely was. Uh, right. He's holding yeah. out right now. I believe he is holding out on purpose. Uh, 
It might it may be I'll a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's just really bad. That really says a lot about his character because he was really loved in the city of Philadelphia. And for him to go and do that, it's terrible. I well, mean, should they have paid should they have paid him when they're giving out big money to Alshon Jeffrey? Well, and they're giving out money to Deshaun Jackson. Dude, and here's Zach Ertz. He put all this work in. He's probably he, like, where's my contract? He, he, What's he, it? He, no, he, he declined two. Yeah, he did. You're right. I forgot about that. He declined so, two. That was dumb, Ertz. You're stupid. Fire your agent. What's the chance it's that Ertz goes to Chicago? I forgot Foles. about that, Tom. Completely dumb. Oh, with Foles in Chicago? That's a good Ertz one, John. Foles, yeah. Now they got Jimmy Graham out there. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, and Cole Komet. Is he still playing Jimmy Graham? No, he won't even go to. Chicago. He's not still in the league. He's gonna. Go, Is he really? Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. go to wherever Foles goes next. Tight ends last long, huh? How long did Antonio Gates last? He lasted what 13, 14 oh, seasons. God, he he had like the biggest ass in football. Him and Algie Crumpler. I don't even know how they ran. Algie Crumpler. Yeah. That was like my go-to yeah. fantasy tight end for years. Yep. Yeah, they both had a lot of junk in the trunk right there. Right? Uh, Seriously, boy. I don't know how they ran. PPR Platinum League. Remember when he got? Remember when Crumpler got popped by Brian Dawkins in that yeah, game? Remember, I watched that clip a thousand times. Uh, he got destroyed. Unbelievable. Andre says Kelsey and Kittle are yak producers. Ertz is a fall after catch player. He's yo, no, he is Chad Lewis. He's a fact. Remember Chad mm. fall down, Chad? Yeah. Every time Chad sure. caught a ball, he fell down. Every time. Chad Lewis. Yeah. Okay, so you know why there's another another feather in McNabb's cap. Look at McNabb gets uh he got all that production out of people Chad. like Chad Lewis. And Jeff Thomason. Jeff Thomason. Uh, Check that out. The T wasn't. Remember when Thomason got the call for the Super Bowl? Well, what was he doing? What was he? Oh, he was like, was he working? working. It wasn't he working at Home Depot or something? He was he like was working a, with Doug at, at a Shoprite. He was, he was <laughs> groceries. Everybody comes up with those stories, like, oh, when they called I, Kurt Warner, he was uh, in Shoprite yeah. bagging groceries. And, and it's, it's, it's it's so like elaborate too. Yeah, Kurt Warner was actually he had, he had a can of candy sweet potatoes, and he was putting it in my bag, and he was like, stop. Oh yeah, and then his agent stop called and he said, I'm sorry, I can't finish stocking the shelf. I gotta go play. Uh, I gotta go play in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, where did, who makes this crap up? I just got a call by Dick. He gave me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me, meanwhile, Kurt Warner's like. Why? Why have to bag? Like, what? You don't trust me to run the register? Yeah, this, this is bullshit. NFL offenses, but they don't trust them on the register. <laughs> exactly. I can run the greatest well, show in turn. You don't. You don't trust me on the register. Like a buck twenty nine and a buck thirty nine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the computer's doing it for him. Really? Guy, you're you're not up to that level. Exactly. <laughs> if I can call an audible to Marshall Falk, okay, I know how to stack the peaches and run the register. So don't talk to me about that, buddy. Oh my god! That never happened. I swear to goodness, I went to the grocery store the one day. He bagged my stuff. He put the bread in the bottom and the watermelon on top. Oh, so I was like, dude, I'm like, come on. Did he really? He wait, 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 wait. He put. He went on to win the Super Bowl. He puts the bread at the bottom and the watermelon on top. Oh well, that's what he was. Who would do that? As a quarterback, he was better. So the Mm. bread was smashed too. That's like, yep, useless. Oh. One of my uh, favorites. Says, what a good. That felt totally different when McNabb played. We all wanted him to get a number one then, but now it's a must. You have to have it. Uh, you, you have to have more than one. You have to have two. Yeah, one might not be enough, Al. Yeah, one might not be enough. I mean, look, look, look at the. Uh, again, I hate to say it, but look at the Seattle Seahawks who come in here this week, and we're going to get killed. Um, <laughs> that's going to be. That's going to be a uh, complete, complete massacre. Oh, are you kidding? Eagles win uh, this week. 
I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be half a bottle day. in by uh, halftime. That's for sure. Monday night too. They got What's the line on the game. What's I'm afraid to look? <laughs> no, I want another line Fine. because you know what? I think I want to go solo against all three of you against the line. Really? All right. Another way to win. We got something. Uh, what was uh, that? Eagle. All right. Uh, okay, Dave. You're. Uh, I'm. So you wait a minute. So who who thinks the Eagles are going to win? I'm not going win. I'm going spread because I'm not okay. so confident that they're going to win. Well, the, but the, I don't the think it's going to be a debacle. I really don't. The, the, the spread is five, but I, I'll give you oh, a better, Dave. Only or five. Yeah, it's five. The oh, Eagles will lose. Play. The Eagles will lose, and the final snap for the Eagles will be taken by Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's a bold statement. Are we laying action on that, or are we just laying action on the on the actual night stage? Jalen Hurts enters the game in the second half. So not only is Carson Wentz going to be pulled, but he's going to be pulled on national TV with the whole world watching, well, the whole country watching. Yes, yeah, that's a bold statement. Yes, that's a bold statement. I'm going on real quick before we go into another wager because this is pretty interesting. Did you guys make do on the bet that you had last week? Like, what happened there? I forgot about the bet. Yeah, there was a cheesesteak involved and Uber Eats and something else. Was that was that last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, whatever it was. It. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't think you guys ever even talked about no, what happened. Well, well, you know what? The, it's just not the same with COVID. Like, I want to, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. Like, I want to go it, hang it's, out. It's either you that or, uh, you know, Tony knows he didn't want to research because I won. Well, oh. you can't hang out now. <laughs> Uh, can't hang out. Look at that. Did he welch on you, John? <laughs> uh, my, 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 uh, my boy Mark Texas says he here comes a back injury like 2018 <laughs> for Carson. I'll tell you, man. I have a feeling. Listen, I'll tell you. I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like Phoebe from Charm. Remember that show, Charm? Witches. She had premonition. <laughs> well, my premonition says no, that. Tony, we don't I remember. Phoebe, what yeah. the? F- what, yeah. dude? I'll yeah, tell I'm, you what. Sometimes when he I gets am, into his TV shows, yes. he. John, Are you into that? You're, what, you're, you're into the sitcoms? Charm. Yeah. Is that the one with Alyssa Milano? I, I remember it. Series whore, bro. Was she in that? Yes. yes. Mikey Gooks. I don't yes. know if you know this about Tony, but he really creeped me out. He started going into some shows that he watched. I'm like, dude, this is really what, Grey's weird. Anatomy? Love Grey's Anatomy. What's wrong what with else? that? What else? Grey's Anatomy. loves Grey's Anatomy, and I say I'm going to go put my anatomy to bed tonight. Chicago <laughs> Fire. What else? Uh, okay, so Tony's Shameless. into the sitcoms. I d- no, I do the Chicago's. I do the Chicago's. See? Okay, so what's wrong with that? The little, little gray, the only little Grey's. I think you got freaked out with that charm no, thing. No, you were talking about some. No, you went, what was he saying? Buffy yeah, the Vampire yeah, Slayer. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 talking about like <laughs> Chicago Fire versus Charmed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you tried smoothing that in there like it was Stick just like a normal yeah, progression. Like that, huh? Well, maybe we need to dedicate a uh, show and do an excerpt on you know strange TV shows that we've all admitted watching. You know, because you know you're watching that stuff that you probably shouldn't be watching, and you're just like, oh, this is so dumb, but I watch it anyway because I kind of uh, like it. We gotta we kind of yeah, come that, up with that a couple could be of like those. our like our stiff list when we did the ultimate stiff list. Exactly. <laughs> we are the stiffs. We are the stiffs. <laughs> Stiff of the week. Stiff of the week. So Tony well, says Jalen Hurts will be in before yes. the end of the game. He will actually finish the Eagles game. Very, very bold statement. Dave, do we want to lay some action on this? Do we want to lay a Steve steak or yeah, um, steak how about a bag of uh, Center City pretzels? Or let's let's do something like uh, let's Steve do something good. Sounds great. 
There we go. So who's going to take the action on the Eagles winning and covering outright or uh, just covering? No, What's I'm just happening? saying outright. Outright. Wow. Oh, I, I, I wanted you to take that action, Mike. I'm not taking that uh, action. Look, I, look, we're, 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 look on, don't suck me into this. Gooks. Gooks starts off. Look, we got Nick checking in with all, all American is the best right now. That That's a great show. Love All American. Uh, Rick, saved, saved by the yeah, bell. Rick. Rick. <laughs> Rick. See, oh, we all, we all have them, Rick. Thank you for admitting that. All yeah, right. Saved by the Thank you, Rick. Classic. Ready? <clears throat> we all know. That we've thought about Kelly Kapowski. Oh, right. We all know, and and and, and Jess, Jessica Spano. Okay, yeah, I know the names. John Smirkin, he must know. I never watched Save by the Bell, so Screech I don't know what you're talking about. Powers, I know Screech. I know who they are. AC Slater, Mister Belding, <laughs> and La- Lauren, La- uh, Lisa Turtle, Lisa Turtle. They're oh, probably man. still getting royalty checks from that show. Yes, yes, and rightfully absolutely. so. Look at Nick, our boy Nick Crisco. Check it. He's federal right. donuts. He's right. He's right. Federal donuts is the best donut in Philly. There's no question. It's not even close. And your boy Dave Portnoy was there the other day, and he just gave it yeah, a nine point eight. I, I have, I have a maybe the best donut in Philly, but yum, yum yum donuts are pretty oh, good. No, nobody, no, nobody tops yum yums. Where's yum yums at? Is that Northeast? Yeah, now it's a warmest there. Uh, yum yum donuts. One. Huh? There's two of them, I think. Right, Dave? Where's the other one at? I'm not sure where the other one is, but the, oh, I know the white lightnings. Ah, uh, white lightning. What's in the white lightning? That sounds yeah. freaking amazing. By the way, what is that? It's like a it's it's like a carnival for your taste buds. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. Yeah, wait, a white Al, lightning. Oh, wow. Al's like Al's like, bro. How do you know the names? He's talking about. <laughs> he's asking me about saying by the bell. I tell you, Al, my memory. Is, I'm telling you, man, my memory is crazy. I'll tell you right now, not to joke, but dead serious. Like I'll know one day if I have a brain tumor because I won't remember shit. Like I remember <laughs> everything, everything. Uh, I guess there could be worse things in life. And yeah. every day we Let's just have to ask Tony, happen. like, who is Kelly Kapowski? As long as he answers yes or something or smart. Say by the bell. I know. Yeah, and ready for this one, Dave? Ready? And and, and, Al, and Al, if you're listening, I still remember the big fat coach, Mr. Tuttle, which was uh, the teacher, <laughs> Mr. Tuttle, who drove around it. Right? I still remember <laughs> Mr. Tuttle. When Al said, uh, bro, how do you know the names? I thought he meant Dave. How do you know the name of the donuts when he said white lightning? That's what uh, I thought he was talking about. Oh, uh, uh, okay. yeah. Well, they have white lightning and uh, chocolate thunder. Yeah. Okay, so I want forty of each now. <laughs> we gotta right send them now. to you, Mike. We gotta send them to you. You definitely do. Oh, they're they're amazing. They're I'm amazing. Sure. But listen, let's turn this conversation a little bit. All right, we, we talked enough. An hour and seventeen minutes. Okay. We we, we give you all we, listen, we gave you all our opinions. We vent it. We're still gonna have date this is a Monday night football game. So it's gonna even be worse because we get to watch everybody be successful on Sunday and Thursday. And and, and then Monday we're gonna watch an atrocity, which is gonna be ridiculous. But anyway. <laughs> we should you know what we should do, man? We should watch oh. the game and stream it live oh. so everybody could see our reactions and just during the whole game. You know we what? really should do that. I, why don't we why don't we just watch the game live and stream it and just so everybody can see what we do during the game. You know what? I don't think that's a good idea. No, I like it. Not for me. I like it a lot. 
I do. As long as I can shut the camera off during, like, when things happen, I'll shut the camera off, and then I'll mute, and then I'll throw shit throughout the house, and then I'll turn the camera back on. But we should should do that. That Heat ratio viewing party. You you know what else we should do? We should double box in someone getting their tooth extracted without Novocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's going to be the same damn story. (laughs) It could be. Actually, you know what? It could be worse. Uh, We should have, like. That's better. Yeah, that's Here's too positive. Better. That's too Listen, positive. Daryl Morey for the Philadelphia 76ers Boom. is already a legend. Already. Right? Already a legend. Let me, let, let, let me, for, I mean, listen, I, I you know, Daryl Morey has a plan. Daryl Morey, it, it, for what he was able to do on draft day, like, it's ridiculous, right? No matter what, you you know what people don't understand. There were and, and again, you say again, people are morons. Okay, uh, morons. Sweet. Oh, what a ridiculous trade we get. Do you understand what he was able to do with Al Horford? You understand? He got not only did he get a shooter, okay, not only did he get a shooter, but he got a guy on the last year of his contract an expiring contract and you both all three of you guys as well as andre and al who are basketball guys heat ratio sports we all know that an expiring nba contract is like a first round gold mine okay he was able to get that and a shooter and get rid of the horrible contract to al horford it's ridiculous and his sister too which i don't know if you've seen that that, what that, is that? What is that, what, what is that? What is she involved for? Dude, oh. I'm sorry, you you caught me when you say and his sister too. <laughs> Why is like, Al like, Horford's weird. sister managing his social media? What is that? Why is she tweeting based on Al Horford? Oh my God! Like seriously, like, God, I hated that guy when he was getting Celtics when he used to destroy him. and I can't stand him even more now. Yeah. Go, thank God, get out, yeah. go away. Friggin' bum! I used to hate the way he used to manhandle Embiid. I hated. Oh, that. Yo, come on, come on, Andre, give it to us. I got an Anna Horford story. All right, now you got to talk, Andre. Let's hear it. So, so as we're as we're waiting, that you look at what he did. He takes number one. We say gets rid of Al Horford, the one guy who we said, all right, was a bad deal. Was able to turn that into Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson. Okay, Danny Green expiring contract, still a shooter. He's still a shooter. Then he's able to grab Seth Curry. Okay, which Again, I know it's not Steph, but this guy shot 43% from three. He knows how to shoot the ball. He's Dell's boy. He's Dell's son. That's right. Shoot the ball. That's right. And he's on an $8 million contract. Okay. So they just cleared $40 million of room in two moves, right? Crazy, crazy. And they draft Maxi from Kentucky. And whenever you listen, and and, and all you guys know this, especially. Here's what I love about the pick. Tyrus Maxey, which I love about it, is this is a year where basketball stopped. There wasn't a lot of scouts, right? There wasn't a lot of... So what do you do in that perspective? You say, let me stick to the programs that I know produce winners, produce players. You you draft a kid from Kentucky, right? You draft a kid from Kentucky, which he dropped a little bit, and you, and you jumped on him, you stopped, and you grabbed him. And he, listen, I'm excited. I am. I'm excited. If you if you see this kid's story, if you watch some play, uh, the, the, I, again, another guy they draft, and Isaiah Joe is a shot creator. I know he's a second round pick, okay. But again, it, you know, we've watched in the NBA, second round picks mean something. 
they do if you can hit right on the head, and especially this year because nobody really knows. We're going to look back on this draft four years from now and be like, wait, where was that guy drafted? Where would I? I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Al says the clueless moron said we were trading for an old shooter. Shake my head. Exactly, Al. I completely agree. Uh, Andre said he can't tell stories for Heat Ratio after dark. So I, I, I like that. I can't Andre, wait for that one. Andre, send right. me some pictures, please. <laughs> no, I, I, I better be on whoa. Heat Ratio. Whoa, 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 dark. whoa. Where did this go? This took a turn. Hey, we're gonna, uh, yo, Dave, don't worry. Don't, gonna don't send him to me, Andre. Do not. We're going to talk doggy style later, Dave. Don't worry. We'll be on. All right. So, so Tone. Maury. Let's go more with the Sixers. Yeah, all right. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this, Dave. I'm going to throw a question at you. Should um, Elton Brand be thanking Daryl Maury? Yeah. He just, he just saved his job, basically. Made he made Elton Brand's mistakes go away completely, um, and, and what I like about the draft pick, and this isn't typical in Philly sports, we actually drafted a position of need, and and we need a shooter, and this kid can do more than just his defensive ability is is outstanding as well. Outstanding. But it's we, we just acquired three shooters on a team that what do we need? Shooters. shooters. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, how do you not applaud that? And, and and the axing of the cap space. Holy Moses, that was unbelievable, unbelievable. And they gave us cash. The one, um, the Al Horford deal. I think they part of that is they gave us money too. And I don't know how that works to our benefit. Obviously, it sounds all well and good, but somehow we relieved cap space and they, we acquired money on top of players. They said they couldn't be- rebuild the roster without having to trade either Simmons or Embiid, and I know that I've been obviously very critical on Simmons because I'm an old-school guy when it comes to the NBA. I just don't realize sometimes the value that he definitely brings, But and I just, you know, the frustration with the whole Kardashian thing threw me off with this guy. I mean, I just told you. It's just... But he's so young and he has potential. And now that he's got Doc Rivers and now he's got, you know, this statistical brain, which I, I don't know if you guys know, but Daryl Morey has an – he's got a – dude, he's got a degree – He's got an MBA from MIT. Like, they don't hand those out to any idiot, okay? That's for sure. I mean, this guy's a friggin' brainiac. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, we've seen his success and what he's been able to do. But this guy is moneyball, statistical-driven all of the way, right? And I feel like the adults are back in charge with the Sixers. I, I mean, I think it's a fantastic yes. move. What I, what, I, what I question, though, is how long is Elton Brand going to be around? Because I don't see it fitting. I see him coming in. I see him bailing him out. I don't see Elton Brand here. That was those were really bad deals. He just he didn't do very well for us at all. Not so not yet, you know. Um, so I, I don't see him being a long term part of this whole Sixers equation. But there's so much positive stuff now because now they've put shooters around what we've been missing the whole time. I mean, the last true shooter that we've really had, or at least catching shooter, was JJ Redick. And now mm-hmm. that we have this upgraded squad. It's really excited to see what they're going to bring because with Doc Rivers leading the charge and maybe he can get these two kids to finally play and get on the same page. I mean, yeah. top three and I guess top three in the East, right? I mean, yeah. we have to be sure. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to uh, not yet. Top. You know, what do you think? Top five? I think we're we're still five or six. Five middle or six. Of the road. Middle of the road. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot to be said, but it's super, super exciting for Philadelphia it sports. Is. It What's is. your it starting really five? Dude. What you, tell me your starting five. It's tough, man. I mean, right now, it, you know, you, you, I, I guess you have to put Curry in your starting five. 
right? I mean, the way this team is constructed, I, I the, the way it's going to be constructed. I mean, obviously, you know, it's Ben and it's Joe and it's Toby, right? It's Tobias. Uh, you know, do I dare say it's, it, you know, is it Danny Green or is it Matisse? Do, do, does Matisse get elevated into the starting role? Who would you rather come off the bench, Danny Green or Matisse Thibault? I mean, that Curry's going to be a starter, okay? He's going to be a starter. Probably. Right? right, but that fifth guy, you know, you don't know who that's going to be. But one thing I will say, Dave, is is interesting, and, and Mike alluded to it when he started talking about the shooters. And, and if you think about the kind of players that they drafted in Isaiah Joe and Tyrus Maxey, and you think about the, about the kind of guys they signed and traded for, even Terrence Ferguson will play a nice role off the bench, right? Um, and, and again, they traded uh, Zaire Smith. Let's talk about that move, too. They traded Zaire Smith, who they should never traded Mikel Bridges when they drafted him. Oh, that God. I was going to talk right? about that. I'm going to have to drink right? the rest of the bottle. Oh, it, God. It, it, exactly. That was horrible. So they trade So they trade him for, uh, you know, a, a, a Tony Bradley, uh, a backup center, which, okay, you, you need somebody backing up. But they're starting to eerily remind me of the way the Celtics are constructed. And, again, and what I mean by that is the Celtics go like 8-9 deep. And they have tough guys. They have shooters. They always have somebody coming off the bench, all different sizes. And again, it's almost like what I see, and I think it's great, right? If that, but but I still don't think they're done. I still, I I I know we're we're so focused on Ben and Joe being together. I know Al's gonna kill me for this, and Andre's gonna kill me for this. But I would still move Ben. I'm sorry, I would still move Ben. For I would who? move Ben for a drop dead score man if i would still move him for harden i would still move him for beal i would still for beal you move you move him for beal yes yes i would i would move ben simmons for bradley beal bold because because i know here's my issue and again and and i said you know this this is going to backtrack a little bit into what we didn't get into it we don't really i'm just going to mention it but prayers go out clay thompson second acl surgery sucks Jeez, um, right, terrible. one of the best pure shooters ever that we we have seen, uh, and who knows if he's ever going to be right. And that just shows you, time is now, not five years from now. No, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So my my thing is, if I have a chance, and I'm not saying it can, but if I have a chance, uh, you know, to to tell me that this team right now, as constructed, I don't know what Ben gives me offensively i don't we don't know and we know you see this draft this draft was so different than in the old like the big guys are going last because it's it's yesterday's nba and today's nba is all guards all shooting guards all shooters right so if you tell me i can take ben out and insert somebody that's guaranteed 25 30 or 35 a game doing it every day of the week every day of the week because that that to me you ask me where are we at? I say five or six. If you extract Ben and insert Harden, extract Ben, insert Booker, extract Ben, insert Beal, and I'm just saying names. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that kind of player, if that's available, we're instantly a top two team in the East. Instantly. But we're not right now. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, agreed. Everything you said, agreed. Um, question. Can Zaire Smith play? Oh, does nobody no. know? I don't think he can. I don't I'm think he can. Curious. I'm just curious. League, and then you know he he did some some issues like you know he, he you know he had the he had the injury, and then he got yeah, like some of his foot right, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, now see, Al, 
Al says a 31 year old Harden doesn't. I I don't I don't agree with that. I don't. I just I listen. I still think if you insert James Harden into this team instead of Ben Simmons, you instantly win seven, eight more games. So you're going the Kawhi Leonard angle that you're, you're talking about, right? Seven, eight right. more championships. What's that, John? <laughs> I thought you were going to say seven, eight more championships. No, no, no. We'll take one. Now, now, Al, I respect the hell out of your basketball knowledge. That's why I'm asking you. When you say guarantee you anything, I, I, are you talking? I think he does. I mean, this guy is statistically, and, and I mean, consistently averaged 36.5, 36.6 for the last four years. Yeah, he's just insane. 31 year olds are not, he'll, and he actually would have to do less on the Sixers than he's done previously because maybe. he has a guy like Joe down low. Maybe, maybe. And then you saw Jimmy Butler thinking the same thing, and then he basically had to take over because everybody stopped playing. Let's not forget about all that. That's a different player, though. Jimmy Butler is a different kind of alpha dog. Jimmy Butler yeah. is, right? He, he's not a shooter. Jimmy Butler's a scorer. But, but you know what? But I also think it's a different type of person, too. Jimmy yeah. Butler is a wide receiver. And James Harden is a running back or quarterback that, look, I there's no question Jimmy Butler wants to win. But I still feel that he's in that, like, uh, receiver category. Right. Like, a little bit of limelight. You know what I mean? This is, I'm not saying he's a bad player at all. I And there's a ton of receivers in the NFL. Like, it's not like they're bad guys by any means. But there are some divas, and I'm not. And Jimmy Butler is not a diva. I that is not what I'm saying. But I, there's just something to be said. I I don't know. It, well, it, it's not what you're saying. But what are you telling us then? I mean, it, it's is is what was the problem, or what was Jimmy Butler? I, I don't know. What Jimmy Butler to, didn't yeah. want to be there, and I don't think that James Harden really cares. Okay, so all right, so it's, I, it's I equate to Butler Jim, not being here was because uh, of the coaching staff too. Well, whatever well, he, it is, he, he didn't Jimmy want to be Butler, here. That's for sure. I, I'm saying Jimmy Butler. It's not. It's not diva. It's. It's like any <clears throat> any grown man that is looking for a job. Like you have to find a job, or you want that job that you are gonna be great at. You know what I mean? Jimmy Butler, look, he had a job with the Sixers. Like, he was not happy with the workforce and wanted to go somewhere else. James Harden, I don't know. I feel like wherever he goes, he's going to make up his own environment. Yeah, dude, you know he's I mean? a butler, man. He's going to suck the ball up. Al brings up a great question. Can Harden think about getting JoJo the ball the first always? You know that's not going to happen. That is yeah. never going to happen. No. no, no, not getting it to it, JoJo. It, it, no. It, 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 but 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 my, see here's the thing though, you know, again you're you're the one element that we're forgetting about is the head coach. Doc this Rivers, isn't Brett Brown anymore, right? Yeah, this is so Doc we don't Rivers. know. If, Thank we don't goodness. know if Joe. We don't but, know if Joe's the number one uh, uh, feed the ball exactly. like of offense. Dude, we don't. One, once again, look, you guys are going to go into it. Give me eight seconds, dude. <laughs> seriously, like if it was Al Horford. Al Horford gone and the guys coming in and what they have like, seriously, like it took, it took Moray to come in and not Brett Brown. Like we mentioned Brett Brown, Brett Brown, an issue for two years. 
Longer than but that. Now, like, but now it's so clear. It's like none of this was a burden. Yeah, I I got rid of I got rid of Al Horford. I you know what I mean I bring in these guys and nobody brought the bank. Like it's yeah, but he was skilled. It's Daryl Morley. It is, he brings something different. This guy is a this yeah. guy is he's he's cut from a different cloth. They brought the right guy in to handle it. It's a pretty amazing 100%. move from the Sixers. Yes. Well, well, they owe. Listen, they overpaid for Doc. They overpaid for Morey, and they had to, right? Who Which cares? But no, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. That's the, the that's owners are dedicated to money. winning. There's no right. question about that. No right. Question. But but the, the best thing about these moves is that these owners, it sure seems like if they paid that amount of money, are going to allow these guys just do what they need to do and yes. stop stepping in. Yes. Yes. They're not. They're 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 definitely writing so, checks and they're putting good people in their cabinet, so to speak. Yes. Right. So so Tony, remember the old stick here with these owners is that they were too buddy-buddy with Embiid and Simmons. Yeah, right. And that was part of the story, was letting the inmates run the asylum. Right? Yes. So now you're going to see you're going to see Embiid and Simmons being coached and being held accountable a different way. That's what we're sold on, right? So That's you're, you're, you're going to see on. owners like Michael Rubin not spending half of his time on Instagram with Meek Mill and, and, and Joel Embiid like playing Mr. Celebrity and he's just gonna step aside and, and let the let the coaches run. I don't know. Well that's not so Ruben's style. Is what this is what we're being sold on now, right? I guess you just, paid, but, you just paid big money for Doc Rivers and Moyer and this guy running the program. And the 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 problem before or one of the issues before was like I said, the inmates are running the asylum. That's why Butler was blaming um, uh, what's his name? Our coach, who was our last coach? Brett Brown, stiff. Yeah, Brett Brown. That you know, he wasn't held, holding these guys accountable. Maybe, but again, you had the owner in there, and the owner is buddy buddy with a lot of these guys because yeah, that's the way Michael but, Rubin rolls. You know, he's a big time baller. He likes hanging out with the players and stuff like that. And be honest with you, if I own part of the Sixers, I probably want to be doing the same thing. So. Maybe it put a uh, a conflict of interest there. Maybe it may have. They weren't listening to Brett Brown at the end. No. They were just basically doing but, whatever they wanted no. to do. They weren't listening to him. He was like, uh, they were laughing at the guy. You Seriously. know, they're not going to laugh. They're not going to laugh at Doc Rivers, no matter what relationship the owner has with the players. Doc Rivers brings a whole nother realm, I think, of professionalism to this team and exactly what they need. Will they be able to instill the discipline? You know, is Doc Rivers going to, Stop Joel Embiid from tweeting at one o'clock in the morning. Um, is are they going to stop all that dumb shit? I don't know. Maybe they may put like a whole new set of. We have no idea what's going to happen, but it's exciting for sure. And I definitely don't bring any type of negativity into the Sixers right now. The Sixers right now are you know they're 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 a sheet of white. Right? There's no nothing. We're completely whitewashed. Everything. We're starting over. We don't want anything. Al brought up an interesting question earlier, and I don't think we addressed it. He says the most important question that we should be thinking right now is. What else do we need? And we, we haven't talked about that. That's good. What else do we bring in, Tone? Right now, you said that there's another move. What would you do? Where's our hole? And you know the Sixers a lot better than I do. Well, here's the the, the problem is a lot of this is going to bank on Tobias Harris becoming the Tobias Harris that Doc Rivers had in L.A. A lot of this because, again, this is this is your guy. He is, I, I continue to say this, we already know what we have with Joel, the, right? We already know what we have with Ben. Maybe we don't, I don't know. But the one thing we know for sure is that Tobias Harris to me is the most important part of this team. Hmm. Uh, and, and because 
he's the guy. He was supposed to be that stretch four. He was supposed to be that guy that we've never had, the shooter, to be able to hit the three. You know, you paid him $180 million to be that guy, and he showed up very, very small. Right. So, right? so if Tobias is the guy, I think I, I, I think the biggest thing the Sixers can do right now is see that the way they're constructed right now is in their mind, and this is my problem, in their mind they're a big three, and their big three is Joe Tobias and Ben. And for me, that big three isn't good enough because it's not going to combat. The big two is not going to get back Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That's okay? for sure. It's just not. So Tobias needs to be the guy. And you're not going to get a number four, right? You're not. So the biggest thing to me is they have to build this bench. They have they 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 have to go nine deep. They have to formulate a team like the Toronto Raptors did when they won. And I know they don't have Kawhi, I get it, but Toronto went nine deep. Denver, the Denver Nuggets go seven, eight deep. Every the Boston Celtics go nine deep. The Sixers need to go nine deep. And that means signing a couple guys that can come in just like the Celtics did. Okay, they, they, they signed a guy like Markeith Morris, right? They have a guy like Marcus Smart. They have guys that can come in and just pick up the slack. That's the Sixers need to do. And it's not for con Cork Maz. All right, I don't want to Cork Maz, okay, with his bad hair and his terrible shoe game. Okay, seriously. Like let's, let's stick to the things that matter. Bad hair and horrendous right. shoe game. Seriously, the, the, his Maz. fade is horrendous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. sucks. It, it, uh, it, like, seriously. And, and, and again, like, whatever. And then he's posting, uh, you don't want to get me started. Okay, but and we need a nine-player team. That's what we need. That's another player everybody fell in love with as soon as he started having a couple of good games. Yeah. Oh, Cork Maz, great value. Cork yeah, Maz, this Cork. We're value. so desperate to fall and to, to, to fall in love with players, you know, because we just want everything to be good. We just want to win. Well, this Albert deserves more, man. We deserve winning teams. Yes. We don't deserve this crap. We're really, really good fans and we're super loyal, and it's the only thing that we look forward to. And why do we got to deal with this crap week in and week out? This dysfunctional shit with the Eagles. Oh. Phillies are a complete friggin' disaster mess, dumpster fire. They have no idea what the hell's going on over there. Why do we have to deal with this? We're better fans than this. We really are. Why do we get so emotional? Why do we give a shit? Oh, this this is interesting. So so check this out. So so uh, Al said, well, Al, glad Al brought this because I always forget about Shake Milton. So you know, Shake again. Shake played. Uh, he's a bench player, right? But he but he could come in and knock down shots, right? Yes, experience. Yeah, but, but T. Thibault to me was untouchable. I, I would I would trade Ben before Thibault. I think <laughs> Thibault's that good. I do. I, I, wow, I, old because, statement. Well, defensively, he is a stud. And I think that's what you need to win in the NBA. It's George now, Lynch. Yeah. Oh, please don't. Andre. Andre <laughs> says, hey, this is interesting because Andre, I'll tell you what. Mike, you noticed. Dave, you noticed. John, you know, Andre, he, uh, my man's in the know. And he says, Maury is making one more move. Think about why Maury hasn't announced and welcomed Green publicly yet. And he wants to make one more big splash before the deadline. So what's he gonna do? What's what's the guy? We know what what's the move? He think what do we think he's gonna do? I, I mean, listen. The, the the only thing I could say is I know I, you know everybody's been clamoring for the whole buddy heel thing, and yeah, I don't I I don't you think that's got any legs, right? right. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I listen. I think it does. I do. I think when you have a player of that stature, I think. 
I, I, I tell you what, though, to see what Robert Covington got in the trade, and you see, I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna give up a lot. There's no question. The market's just crazy right now. Crazy. Right, but 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 something Al says hey, we need a power forward who could score. I agree. Maybe a guy like PJ Tucker, right? Maybe right. Would be bad. It be a bad move. You know, I would love one of the Mars brothers, but they're they're, they're small. They're not powered. But you know, I, I, listen. I mean, we we Gordon we have Hayward. Not, who? Gordon Hayward. Do you see what he got? Oh my god! All it's just, it's what that, that's what it is, man. All guaranteed money, Gordon. That's Hayward. what it is. That's what it is. It's crazy town. But what are you gonna do? Sink or swim? You don't. You don't get. You don't build it halfway. You got to go all the way now. Is and he the Sam Bradford of the NBA? Gordon Hayward. Oh wow! Maybe maybe it's the same agent. Wow! wow. I I know his shorts are like Sammy sleeves. His shorts are like. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you said Sam Bradford of the NBA. I love. I um. Oh, I'm I very him. very happy with where the Sixers are. It's definitely a bright spot for our city, and it's something to look forward to. Yeah. We didn't even mention Dwight Howard. That's another yo. I'm glad you said that, Dave. I completely Damn. forgot. Yeah, what I'm I'm so talking about it, I, Dwight Howard. That's that right there. That's a doc move. Yeah, that's a doc move. What happened? Did he originally give a verbal agreement to the Lakers? Yes. And then I read an article that's they said that there was some sort of a miscommunication, or did he just wanted to bail out of there and come to the Sixers? I mean, I guess we'll he never was know. offered. He was offered three for the <laughs> Lakers, and something happened. And he actually, and the Sixers actually gave him less, and he signed with the Sixers. Maybe that, just wanted to change. I mean, the there's more. There's more to it than than how I just said it, but it it was like a head scratcher. Like, what the hell just happened there? And how hey, did man, we maybe, get? Because maybe he's seen something that uh, you know, he wants to be part of a uh, young team that's got new leadership. They got a really good, you know, they got good, um, good people upstairs now. I mean, Elton Brand aside, no, with Elton Brand, I said no when he was hired. I'll say no now, no. Okay, I was on board with Elton. I, I, I was, wasn't on I board. Was on, with that. He, on he board. did some good stuff, but I I don't think he fits going forward. He did some good stuff, but anyway. Yeah, I, it, listen, Elton was Elton Elt was built on the relationships that he had, uh, you know, and, and yeah, close to the players, and it just listen, it, 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 you know, he's learned. This is the way. This this is the way to learn. You, you got a guy named Daryl Morey there now. If he wants to learn, that's fine, but just let, let Daryl make the decision. Yeah, but Daryl Morey's playing right? money ball. You know, he's, yeah, he's, play, he's making, know. he's playing fantasy basketball from a computer, but that's fine. That's what we need. And, and Andre says uh, uh, Howard needs to need to get out of L.A. for more than basketball reasons. Oh, so there may be something brewing over there. So Andre seems to know a lot that we're going to have yeah. to have a dark why, why is, heat ratio episode. Yeah. Why does that sound like a Kardashian problem? Yeah. Some? Oh, uh, you know what? Far away from L.A. Yeah. Far away. <laughs> Don't go but anywhere near of, any of those chicks. That's for sure. Unless you want your career ruined. Speaking of Kardashians, we have to talk about doggy style. And you know it's a good segue into Stoop. <laughs> I thought this was a kid I, show. I love that transition. You like that? You like that, that transition awesome. yeah. in there, Kardashian? <laughs> yeah, you know, right, we, we, this is a good segue into our you know our final segment of tonight, where we talk music. Okay, and and this has picked up some steam. I've had people tweet me, and they they love it. And I you know I, I try to go back at least twenty plus years, and you know it, you know you know kind of equate whatever song or album compared to the episode that we're doing. And this week, twenty seven years old. Okay, twenty seven years old, twenty seventh anniversary of Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album. Now, we, we, we talk about this. This is one. This is another one of those albums that is highly recognizable okay it was released november 23rd 1993 now we all remember snoop dogg death row 
Right, right, right. Exactly. We remember the intro to Snoop Dogg, right? I mean, the, the, the deep cover song is one of the best songs ever made. Uh, it that really wasn't is. on the album, though. No, no, that was that. That was on the the. Was that the murder? Murder was the case. One of murder. Murder was the case. Uh, no, what? I don't know what the album. The cover was a soundtrack. It was made for a soundtrack for a of movie. a movie that had Jeff Goldblum in it and Lawrence Fishburne. And I forget what the name of the movie is, but that's what the deep cover track was made for. We got it. We got Believe it or not, yeah. there's some history behind that. Dr. Dre absolutely hated that song and did not want to release it. Get it out of here, really? Com- completely crazy because think about how great that song is, right? I mean, that beat was ridiculous. Everything oh. was great about that, and he hated it. I read it. I read that somewhere. And then it was sampled again. That so so that so that beat was sampled. Yeah, Big and, Pun did the freestyle on it. Yeah, him and Fat Joe called Twins. So that was great. That was a great song. Uh, but I don't think we realized how good Doggy Style was. Right? It debuted at number one. That's crazy. It debuted at number one. Okay. And sold 806,000 copies in its first week. Uh, it, the fastest, the, the fastest selling hip hop album ever for a debuting artist. Okay. Crazy. And to this date, Sold over 7 million copies in the U.S. and over 11 million worldwide. I mean, listen, the, the, again, the, the album, the, the the cover is fantastic, okay? But it's one of those albums, again, oh, wait, oh, Andre says the movie was called Deep Cover. Deep Cover. Yeah. That's right. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank yeah, you, Andre. Deep Cover. And uh, listen, that gin juice, I mean, what you know? Again, it was it, it, what's my name? They had to edit the song, right? They had to edit the song and put it on radio play, right? But again, the Gin and Juice song was just great, classic, right? I mean, Mike, was there a better song on that album than Gin and Juice? Probably not. And it was that album was probably one of the most significant albums. I guess, right, in the early '90s, because it cemented whatever Dre was doing, whatever he did with the Chronic basically cemented that and that was just over the top west coast hip-hop man that was the g-funk stuff and that was the you know that was the beginning of of all of that and the production on some of those tracks were amazing i mean you that's that's something that you could just throw on and listen all the way through it's just great it was trendsetting and it's amazing and that's when snoop really came into his own who doesn't love snoop dog well that's the thing i mean he's a lovable character everybody to this day he's a lovable character he is. I mean, to he, this day, stuff, to this, he does stuff in the community with his football programs to this day. He's he's just a lovable guy. I mean, I, I don't know. Can't believe he's still walking. That guy smokes more weed than anybody we've ever known. I mean, all day, night and yeah. day. I remember that's, there was there was why. a uh, there was somebody that was on Howard Stern, I believe, and it was Snoop's blunt roller that just traveled with him, and just <laughs> all the all the person did was just roll Snoop's blunts. That's it. It was a full time job, a full time blunt roller, huh? Think of that. Do you know the that. accolades you have to have to be able to get that job? Yeah, I mean, like, think about the resume. I mean, you be. have to, yeah. you have to be like blunt you roller. Have to be a Bob Bob Marley descendant. To be able to get that job, you had you have to. Have, I mean, there have to be credentials. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be credentialed. Yeah. Listen, man, I don't. I honestly don't think Snoop Dogg gets talked about enough. Yeah. I don't like. You're right. I mean, am I wrong? How many times has Snoop Dogg come up in a hip hop conversation? No, he's never uh, yeah, listed I'll, I'll as get... like a top ten rapper. Not right. 
Never, never, never. Like when you start, you know, you talk about Nas and Tupac, and you're talking about Biggie, and, you know, Jay Z, you know, Ice Cube. You know, you never hear Snoop. You know, no, you're right. Nobody ever gives him any t- kind of no. props. It's almost like he was like some sort of a fad, and he wasn't a fad on the Chronic. No. He was not a fad at all. I mean, he was amazing on the Chronic. Um, his, his album was great. I mean, I just looked it up. He's worth his net worth is 150 million dollars. You see him Ooh. in these new. You see him in these new Corona commercials that they're yes. plastering all over the place. Yes, it's a funny guy. He owns like fields of marijuana. Like all over the place. That's why I'm shocked he can make any profit off of any of that. 150 million dollars. Yeah, there Uh, you go. No, you know what? Look, I like Snoop. Like, there has never been anything that I don't like about Snoop, but I will say I appreciate him more when he's on other people's albums, songs, call it what you want, than his own. And, you know, back in the day when he came out with his albums, they were spectacular game changing i mean i yes i had my i had my days to snoop dog but i'm just saying in general like i appreciate snoop when he gets a verse in something with so many other people you know it's because- a good point he was better yeah. with cameos on other albums yeah you're, you're right john he that's really was john. that's a good point you're probably and that's probably why Right, that's why. Yeah. I mean, listen, he was symbolic in, on the chronic, but that's because he was with Dre. It was he was symbolic in deep cover because he was with Dre. He was, you know, and so I, I mean, you're right. I mean, maybe that's why. I mean, not, not to take nothing away from him, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Snoop just he just no he he's just not mentioned enough for me. That's all. The the, the best is no. What it is is Snoop is Snoop. He's going to do what he is. He's going to chip in. He's going to come out with his own stuff. He's gonna, And at the end of the day, after his albums, everything that he, like, joined in on, whether it was writing, you know, lyrics, whatever, it doesn't matter. Not like Mike said, it. oh, we're doing uh, Corona commercials. You know what I mean? He has been so mainstream. He He has a game show. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this dude is just so, just look. I'm, I'm just here to do some things. That's it. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You know, that's it. All I know is his his niece is smoking. By the way, uh, what I gotta look this up. Sasha Banks. All right. So if if you're a wrestling guy, Sasha Dog, Sasha Banks. And that, well, I should say that, yeah, I mean, that, that is their cousins. And I'll tell you what, oof, man, just, 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 just take that for a peep there, Dave. And uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, again, synonymous Snoop with hip hop. Uh, again, I, you know, I love hip hop. We all like hip hop, but John, Snoop Dogg. I, yeah, can I, I, I see Mike. He's ready to go, Mikey. No, no, no. I'm just curious involved. about. I, I was trying to figure out if there was any Scott Storch uh, tracks made for Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's yeah. going to be our guest. I know that's right. So he that's he actually it. made a couple of them, but they're, Did they're, it really? Yeah, I, I just googled Are Scott Storch. No, no, there there wouldn't be any that we would know. Um, so oh. anyway, it didn't, it didn't really interest me. But um, you can now when you hear certain beats that when you when we looked up Scott Storch's stuff and ah. his discography, you can you can hear his sound. It's very synth heavy, very bass heavy. You know, um, when you hear still uh, Dre, and then you uh, you look at Fat Joe's lean back, you can hear that nasty keyboard synth. It's like that 
signature Scott Stewart sound. And there was a couple of Snoop Dogg songs that had that. I was just curious of whether or not he was involved with him. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. <laughs> yep, yep. That's that Stewart sound. Dude, we got to get him on. is very fire. Fire. So, John. Dude, all, have, wait. All, all I want to say, dude, Snoop Dogg, Murder Was the Case. Yeah, for sure. That was the bomb. The last song on the track that if you didn't get one of the early editions, you didn't get it, was OFTB Hot One. And I will tell you, in my high school days, look, I, I'm, I'm speaking to you three. Oh, God. Google OFTB Hot One. That was the missing track on the Murder Was the Case album of Snoop. I'm saying that that they gave me that was I'm saying that song. Dude, if you want to get me to do some karaoke, (laughs) we have karaoke. You're going to sing that you're going to sing murder was the case. You're just going to let it rip. John's going to drop murder was the case. Only that song. If you could find it. Wow. That sounds like that sounds like a challenge to me. I got to really because I don't want to do that. Hey, John, you know what time it is? It's about that time, huh? It is about that time. What's in your CD wallet, John? All right. It's about that time. Give me a couple numbers. All right, we got to go numbers. For everybody listening, this is what's in John's CD wallet. I see that rack behind him. And no, not not her rack, but his rack back there. (laughs) There there are a few in her rack, too. Yeah. So. That that's when I get it. Kid show, kid so, show. So so we're gonna pick some numbers here. Look, Andre, Andre's already got eleven, twelve. Don, do you have up to eleven? No, I need one through five to tell me the section. Uh, and then I'm still waiting for some of the pull need, cranberry each CD. Section has thirty. Each section has thirty. All right, John, I, I'm going. I'm going three twenty seven. I'm gonna go 327 because I, I I I like I like what Mike said. I want to pull out a, a a winner here, man. Yeah, a winner like you know you're gonna pull out what? And we're uh, the new Bohemians. What are you gonna pull out? Andre wants four one. Four Andre one. Four one. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go seven seven. We're gonna go for seven seven. Oh, I like and, that. Dave, what you got, buddy? I'm gonna go section three, disc number one. Section three, disc one. Very good choice. Okay. Al, Al says twenty-five number for Ben. My <laughs> wait, wait. Before we even get into Ben, Mikey Googs, we told you it's one through five. You said seven, seven. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Give me five. <laughs> seven. That, that, five. I'm sorry. Like that. That's into of your CD. I was just checking now. to see if you were still awake, John. It's a Hikashi or five, seven, five, seven. Five, yeah, seven. It, it, that's too much Hikashi. Like, like <laughs> Give Al one twenty five. Sorry, Al. Wait, he went from four to one to one. Well, no, Al, no. Andre is four one. Oh, so oh, my bad, Al. Oh, my I'm goodness. three one. Wait, so Al wants what four twenty five? I feel like yeah. I'm taking bets, dude. Do I get like a spread on this? You're like a good fellas, right? John, now. act like it's Sunday. You know how you grew up. Phone ringing, writing shit down. Don't yeah. act like you didn't do that. Come no. on. Uh, no, I used that. to wait till Monday to get the uh, USA Today to <laughs> add up my fantasy league stats like by newspaper. You mean you weren't sitting there with the football pools? 
getting all panicked to get them all in on every Sunday? I don't know, man. No, I had people to do that for me. Oh, big time. All right, John. All right, I got five. I got five things here. I'm. I'll be back. Uh, okay, this ought to be great. Right, this is going to be good because I think John's half lit. So I'll see if he's walking right. If he picks the wrong seat. All right, so let's say you know what we should do. As he before he walked, could you imagine if he split his pants right now? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Right now, like I don't even think you can read them, so we don't even know what we're going to get. Yeah, we have no idea if he's even going to get the right rack. <laughs> We should be taking bets on what he's pulling right now. Side angles. His or her his or her rack. His or her rack. Oh, I think we're getting I I I'm gonna go well we got five choices. I'm gonna go uh two two country. I'm gonna go he's he's pulling out two country tonight. Is he a country guy? I I don't know. He said he said he was dancing around a Shania Twain back in college doing dishes for his dorm room. Oh, so feels like a woman. And he did admit that. <laughs> And he's got the balls to say some shit about you watching Saved by the Bella. Right. right. Oh, yeah. He, he like, openly, like openly admits that. He managed to pour whiskey without moving. <laughs> I, you know, I was wondering if anybody would pick up on that. And I actually, I, no one heard it because I dropped the bottle. I was like. <laughs> oh, look at that. That was sweet. Uh, uh-oh. He's got a smile on his face. Look at him. Oh, he's oh, he's definitely back. got a cranberries or some dumb shit. Here we go. Mikey, Mike, what, what was your. Uh, after seven five, seven. seven, I just ignored. I you. said five. I just said five seven. Just grab whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Just grab a mic. Wow, just stick sucks. your hand in there and pull anything out. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll get over it. Let me get through these four, dude. You Sounds know what? Good. You're disqualified from this. We have right. four answers. That's... You're disqualified. So you know what? You're right. I deserve it. All right. So we're going Al at four twenty five. For Ben. This one's for Ben. Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall. Oh, don't be afraid. Oh, dude. That track is amazing, by the way. Don't be afraid. Aaron Hall. Wow. We get smooth. We get smooth. That is fantastic. I like that poll. Oh, Al said, said, by the way, I picked up the running back of the Ravens and fantasy talk to Ben. Gus. Gus Gus the boss. Gus on the boss. Oh. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah, baby. Right. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, I have oh, all these CDs here for no too. reason. Mike pulls it up on his phone in yeah, like see, three seconds. That was in a soundtrack. <laughs> I thought, that's my go-to right there. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a great movie. Tony, right, John, you, 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 went, you went 327. Yeah, what do we I got, got? We got? We got some R. Kelly. Oh, I love <laughs> R. Kelly. Uh, uh, uh. Is we that twelve? Mark Kelly. What, 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 Which what? one is that? I don't even know, man. <laughs> Give me some tracks off of that. Is that ain't twelve play? I know that. You remind me. Oh, that's a great song. So that, that gives you the album era. Hopefully, that's before the golden showers. <laughs> yeah, John. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man! Now we're going R. Kelly. What. I hey, look, look! You guys took two smooth tracks out of the high school age. Okay, that's one I'll tell you what, man. We're two for two tonight. That's one no, round. We're gonna we're gonna be three for three. Oh, okay. a bold statement. This was I actually I think this is a single CD. Okay, but we got SWV. Oh. 
Is it weak? We got weak. Oh, oh my man. goodness. You've got to be kidding me. We Are you kidding me? WV. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> Just reminding of a slow dance in high school, right, Todd? Yeah. Hello. Wow, oh, no, I, I, I wasn't Damn, a chance John? to do slow dancing. Who was that? Yeah, John, who was that? That was, uh, wait, what do we got? That was Juan, that was Al, Tony, that was Andre. That was Andre. Andre nice job, Andre. Mikey got disqualified. Oh, no, come uh, on, you got to give me a pull now. We're three for three. You're not going to give me a chance to well, ruin it? No, I still got Dave. Oh, oh, Dave, Dave, Dave was one, and dude, I mean, it should have been last week. We got, <laughs> we got the beasties. Oh, that was three yeah. one. Oh, oh my goodness, my monkey. If if you guys want to do it, I'll give you one more shot. I don't know, man. We we not we might not want to be able to break that streak. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we're wow. a virtual dance party going on here, man. I think you got to give me a pull, John. You got to give me one, man. All right, give I me got a good feeling. Give one. me a valid number, dude. Seven forty-three. <laughs> so let's go three nineteen. Three nineteen. Oh, did you see John breaking out the dance moves, dude? He, I'll tell you what. Every track was. It was platinum 1990s, man. It's all the stuff that we grew up with. It was great. Uh, Why Andre, I... Look, Andre said I called to check the comments. Three RB, one rap, and one country. All right, here it is. Here, here, here comes Garth Brooks. Yeah, I got friends in long places. Long <laughs> 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 Why are you guys talking smack? I no, he said you're going to pull a country is. track. No, I mean not up to the same level. I mean that was that this was probably a historic uh, pull. Yeah, too but short. We do have Ice Cube. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, which one is that? War I can't see. Nice. Peace. What was this? Uh, two thousand or whatever. Man, that's that. That's three. That you pulled out two rap, three RB, and two rap. Oh wow. You know, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I I checked um checked that for some reason. This is this is not something I got into this album. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I never like I wanted I tried forcing myself into it, but it, it didn't work. So the, yeah, the track list is Ask About Me, Pushing Weight, Dr. Frankenstein, Fuck Dying, War and Peace, Ghetto Vet, Green, uh Cash no. Over Ass, which is a Push, Pushing Weight and War and Peace are very underrated songs. Okay, so I don't remember that one, but maybe we'll just turn it on The Curse of Money, The Pecking Order, Limos, uh Demos and Bimbos, Once Upon a Time in the Projects 2. X bitches, extradition, three strikes in you, the penitentiary, and if I was fucking you, kid wow. show. I know that's the well, track list. Pushing weight on, uh, never. I don't think I've ever heard it, but that's this. I push rhymes like way. Oh, I know this. Only good yeah. song. On oh yeah, album. this is good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very hard to find a cube track that's not good. Yeah, I mean, just, just Pretty much. because of his demeanor. It's like he's like Pac. Like everything Tupac, it didn't matter. Whatever just, he rapped yeah, was good just because of his voice, you know? Same I thing can't believe that we've, gained, we've gone this many weeks of doing this. 
and there hasn't been one of like probably 10 Tupac CDs chosen. Well, no, no, see, here's the problem. Goose just had a standard tonight because he just actually, he, he was like his, his own, what's that, what's that app where you hear the song Shazam? He's been like our own Shazam guy, which means next week when we pull these and the track absolutely is brutal, he's going to have to play. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. It's going to be great. But we hit them all out of the park tonight. They were all good. They Every were all one of them. Good. John, John, they were all good tonight. Literally, they were all good. You're gonna have to stuff your rack with something real bad, man. Because if you got that kind of gold in there, you gotta we gotta have a stinker in there somewhere, John. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, we had a stinker the first week. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot we about all, that. Um, we thought we, we thought it was gonna be all great. <laughs> it was like uh, <laughs> terrible. All right, boys. Look, we're two hours and six minutes. This is the ultimate. That we, we went longer than ever tonight, but the first hour was warranted. We couldn't do it. And, you know, we we spent double the time on the Eagles. It had to be done. Had to be said. I think it was a fantastic show. We all got our our frustrations out. Um, it was a really good. I mean, me and Dave went at it a little bit, which was excellent. Um, you know. John did his his normal. Just give me eight seconds. Give me eight seconds. I, I, I then you guys could talk, which was great. Uh, Mikey Goose with the ultimate fan concept and perspective, which was great. Andre Al, everybody checking in as always. Heat Ratio Sports Family, thank you guys again. Heat Ratio episode one thirty seven. Uh, from us to everybody, an amazing happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy yes. healthy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, I mean, we are thankful for you guys uh for for the followers of this show uh it's been tremendous i mean it, it has it's it's great whether it be on twitter whether it be on StreamYard, which we stream on uh whether it be on our you know our, our itunes page whatever it is you guys are always commenting uh i see every day and again we, we you gotta follow again you gotta follow the twitter handles okay at pgh john 36 at coach dixon 365 at tickets 23 and at Mikey Googs is now on Twitter. Oh, no. Crazy. Crazy. I'll tell you, man. 100%. Again, uh, we thank you, everybody. Get the reviews. Get the ratings. If you like the show, give us a a review. And again, check out the fantasy segments as well. Uh, Me and John will probably be dropping fantasy tomorrow night, uh, getting ready for week 12 and them early Thanksgiving games. And on Sundays as well, on The Gambler, on iHeart, 9.30 a.m., drop us on fantasy football knowledge. But as always, like we like to say here on the Heat Ratio Show, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week. Peace.